What up, what up, what up, family, friends, friends of the show. My name is Mel. It's your boy Chimezi. And you are now listening to the Truly Unruly Podcast, episode one, coming to you live on Sunday, May 17th, man. What's going on? My boy Chimezi in the building. Yeah, bro. What's cracking? Just, what's name? You can introduce yourself to the people, man, for the those who don't know you out there. Yeah, what's up, man? Chimezi, uh... Yeah, man. Uh, me and Mel, we we met over at UH. You know, I graduated twenty seventeen. I just been, you know, I'm a trainer in in Houston. Uh, I be doing my thing out here. But yeah, man, that's that's just the the way we met. That's what we really be doing. Um, shout out to all my Nigerians out here. You know, I know that y'all heavy out here in Houston. Yeah. So that's what's up. Yeah. So you know, shout out everybody out there. Yeah. Uh, and for those of you listening who don't know me, my name is Melvin. Um, Went to UH, like you said, graduated 2019, now general manager of a small business, uh, hand car wash. So if you ever in Houston, need your car detail, we do full service washes, mobile, all that kind of stuff, man. So good at your boy. But man, me and Chemezi, we both love sports, love music, talking about life, culture, anything, bro. So we just going to... Hit you guys with whatever we got, whatever thoughts that we got going on at the at the time, man. So just tune in weekly. We're going to be out here. So, man, we can go ahead and get started, bro. Yeah, let's get into it. Get right into it, man. We're going to talk about this new High Off Life, this future album, man. The Toxic King is back. Uh, yes, sir. We got Hendrix back in the building coming in. Uh, just giving, feeding the streets like, you know, he does, you know. He don't, he don't really miss when he come out here feeding the streets, you know. He on a run, an unprecedented run. <laughs> unprecedented. My man got like, <laughs> my man got like eight straight rings, bro. He is not missed, bro. My man going for Bill Russell rings, bro. Exactly, like, bro. We gonna look back at him. Just look at look at how people look at Bill Russell, bro. He just built like an entire franchise, just ring after ring after ring, bro. Man, so Chimezi, what was your thoughts on the album, bro? Like, what do you? Yeah, man. You think I, about it. I, I like the album. Uh, I know one of the things that stood out is just how many songs are on the album, man. I just, well, that's one of the first things I noticed because, you know, you, you open up a track list and you're kind of looking at it. You're like, whoa, 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 damn. It's going a lot of songs. It's like 20 some, 21 songs, uh, hour and 10 minute listen. So, you know, you got to, it's like a long listen. So that was one of the first things. But that aside, man, I really liked a lot of it. In my, in my opinion, it was a really good album. One of the best albums I heard this year. Um, what, what would you say? Were any takeaways you have from it? No doubt, man. It was my biggest takeaway too was when I first opened up the the um the album, I was real intimidated by like the number just the sheer number of tracks that was on that joint. Like twenty one twenty one tracks is a long album, bro. Like and anything over like fifty minutes, bro, is is getting into yeah. pretty like long territory, yeah, bro. Exactly. I will say I kept like probably fourteen to fifteen songs out of the twenty one and that's not even really including the singles, bro, because the yeah, singles are what they are. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah, the singles we already heard, we already know what they are. But yeah, my man was talking, bro. Again, he was talking that talk, talking bro, that shit. Hey, <laughs> man, that, the toxicity was there, bro. He even had some tricking on there for 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 people that like that too. Um, but yeah, he was really in there. He was really in that bag. Like his bag was like different on this one. Like he was getting into it. Uh, what would you say? You, like some of your top tracks. Um, the highlights of the album for me would probably be Solitaires by uh, with Tra- the one with Travis Scott. Yep, yep. If you if you know me, and for those who don't know me, I'm a massive Travis Scott fan. So this is one of my favorite feature verses from Travis, really ever, bro. Because sometimes Travis can be really, really be hit or miss on the feature verses. Yeah, yeah. Travis on features is like usually just a just an easy fit for Travis. I think it's just because the way he makes music. 
He yeah. Likes to, he likes to have his hand all, all over everything. He likes to be like a, like in everything, you know. So for him being on a feature, you just give him a little verse. It's just, it just don't hit the same. Like I feel like he just needs more creative control than that. Definitely, he's he's like a curator. He just wants to to put the whole song together, like from start to finish. He want to have his hands on it, even if he don't do everything himself, bro. He wants to like have an opinion on it. So yeah, exactly. You can't just like send him a beat and tell him to drop a verse. Yeah, like you just put sixteen bars in here. Yeah, put like. sixteen, <laughs> put a quick sixteen on there, and then just send it back real quick. That's not the type of nigga he is. He wants to like influence how the drums sound and yeah, how the fucking and, and 808s when, when the beat hit drop, whenever he come in and whenever he say certain things he want the beat to sound a certain way you know yeah he he real particular bro but i'll tell you what that was a well put together track that one um trillionaire was probably my favorite track off that joint and i don't even like young boy like at all not even a little yep. bit i really can't can't vibe with his music like that but that was a that was a hit yeah I, i'm with that i'm with that one yeah for uh, sure Definitely not a NBA Young Boy fan, but yeah, he hit on that one. That was a, that was a hit. He has a, he has a few things here and there that I'm like, all right, this is cool. But I'm definitely not like a big Young Boy fan. But yeah, Trillionaire was hard. Posted with Demons was crazy. Yeah, Posted uh, with Demons was crazy. Anytime Future start talking about Demons or yeah, ne- already, negative already, toxicity, we bro, already knew already, that one was gonna go crazy. We already know he was gonna as, go crazy. As soon as he saw the title of that, was like, all right, I already know he's going in on this one. Um. Accepting my flaws, like I said, you knew by the title that that one was gonna go. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, the sleepers though, like the dark horses, were the all bad with Lil Uzi. Lil Uzi's been in a, in a kind of a, a miniature go yard bag recently. He been rapping, and then um, the last name with Lil Dirk. Yeah, yeah. Last name with Lil Dirk. Lil Dirk went crazy. Lil Dirk, MIP, Most Improved Player. Hey, make sure y'all vote for Lil Dirk. For <laughs> yeah, vote for Lil player. Dirk, 2020 most MIP, bro. Player, this man, please, man. This man has dropped, pro- I think, like three projects <laughs> this year, and they've all they've all hit. Yeah, bro. That man turned into a Pascal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, wait, he a star now? Yeah, right, man. Yeah, like, I knew, I listened to, you know, listened to Dirk's album, and I was like, man, me sitting down, like, adding Dirk's album to my library and stuff like that, like, Bro, I'm telling you, I would have never guessed it. If you would have told me like three, four years ago I was doing this, I would have been like, bro, no way. I'm not even going to spend my like day listening to this. But Dirk been in a bag, you know? And I, like, I don't know what it was, what, what clicked, but like he's been in a bag. And that song, last name was real good. Uh, one of my sleepers, of course, was Outer Space. Uh, Outer Space Bitch. Like, yeah, that, that yeah. was one of those that was real chill, very introspective. You know, Future getting that bag where he just started talking. Very dope to me. So I like that one, too. Yeah, yeah, Outer Space was um was a solid track, but I think overall it was a a really good project. I just think kind of towards the middle. I think after Trillionaire, like those like next like three ish tracks, three to three yeah. tracks, kind of just yeah. Harlem Shake was was on the low end of Future and Thug collabs. We got to talk about that because Young Thug. Very, feature versus kind of been some L's recently. Yeah. Like he done dropped a couple of L's recently. That slime yeah. and B was kind of some bullshit, yeah, bro. I don't, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like slime and B is one of those things that, like, whenever I first heard, it, I was like, wait, who and who? Like Thug yeah. and Chris Brown for what? And really, when you listen to it, you really wonder, like, who is this for, bro? Yeah, like, who's supposed to, like... The streets wasn't asking for it. What's the target audience? <laughs> <at this laughs> That's what point? I'm saying. Like, the streets was not hungry for this right now. Like, Chris Brown dropped last year a long-ass tape. Uh... Thug dropped last year, a long-ass tape. And Thug's been doing other features. I was like, bro, we did not need a project from either one of y'all right now. Like, no one was asking for that. I promise you. The streets was cool. Yeah, the streets was cool. Y'all could have kept that one in the <laughs> y'all ball. Did, y'all, did, y'all did y'all thing last year. We we appreciate it, bro. We did not need that combination tape. It didn't even sound like 
It just don't it, like it, it. Sounded like what I thought it would sound like whenever I heard it in my head. And yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. This isn't it for me. This is not it. But overall, man, we. I feel like future. When it's all said and done, for those of like those of us who didn't like live through the run and like see the run happen, I feel like a lot of his work is just gonna get lost in translation and niggas are gonna kind of forget about future and what he's like contributed to the game, how consistent he is. Cause there's gotta be something like you gotta say something for that yeah. as far as consistency and putting out good projects over and over and over. Yeah, he keep like, you know, this is one of those things we say, but like for real, he like keeps the feet the streets fed, like He's always giving us a project, always giving us, like, quality, you know. And then there's just the range of, like, his music, you know. He just has, like, the different things for everybody, you know. Like, it's just, like, you know, he either gets into, like, singing or he got, he got like, shit you can play in the clubs or you play in the party, you know, you can ride to, stuff like that. Where it's like, bro, okay, like, is this a bunch of different bags and, like, different projects, working with different producers. I love, I love like, that kind of versatility, you know. No doubt, man. Um I don't get the future, like, I can't get with the future hate. I can't get behind it. Amen. I can't ride with it. My boy Shemezi tweeted the other day, if you don't like future, you lame as fuck, and I'm so serious. <laughs> and, like... I'm dead ass serious. Like, for real, bro. Because people be not liking future. I, I, like I said, I think it's one or two things with people not liking future. Either they not really listening to the music and they just kind of skimming through it just, to, just so they could just, like, throw an opinion out on Twitter. Or... They just hating on Future because they see how much that we like Future, bro. Like, yeah. literally, they seeing how much all the dudes is going crazy when Future drops, and they just want to come out and just hate. But it, it, trust me, if you out here hating on Future, it, it doesn't make you any cooler. You don't get no points for that. You don't get no stripes for that. Yeah, you don't get, you're not getting no stars for, for hating <laughs> shit that's popular, bro. Like, bro, just because exactly. it's popular, bro, does not... Like does not mean you have to hate, bro. There's something. There's something out there for you. There's a future track out there for you. I bro, promise, I man. Promise just hit your boy. You, <laughs> I promise you, like. Uh, you know, like people who do the same thing with Drake, where they're like, "I don't like Drake," so I'm like, "What? Like, what do you? What you mean? Like, you can't just tell me that you don't like Drake like that's a blanket statement, bro. This man has two, like his catalog's crazy too. Yeah, long ass catalog of different types of music, bro. Like, you can't just be like, "I don't like, I don't like this, bro." Like, what do you mean? Like, not all his stuff sound the same. So I'm like, he he got he got like like a a whole bag of like if you're reading this is way different than if you listening to Take Care. It's Fact. a whole different vibe. So I'm like, bro, what you mean, like? So you don't like none of that? Like, you don't just like music, any, I You guess. don't like anything, <laughs> You know bro, what I mean? Like, like what, oh, you just don't like anything that people like, I guess? Yeah, at that like, point, you just you just kind of being a hater. There's no way to, like, not <laughs> acknowledge you. Right? Just, like, not acknowledging, like, LeBron is great. Or, like... Yeah, bro. Like, Peyton yeah. Manning is great or something, yeah, bro. If you like, saw, you, yeah, if you want those people still trying to hate, like, oh, LeBron's not great or something, I'm like, come on, bro. That, that's just too long. You're going too hard with the hate, bro. You just have to admit, like, you, just, <laughs> yeah, you know you what I mean? Like, it, it. It's just too obvious. You see someone doing the things that the man doing, like, like with Future, like, it's been a long run. If you yeah. think, if you sit back and think about it, like, how long you've been hearing Future songs and, you know, all that, th that alone should tell you that something's going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, something, something the first time I heard Future was 2011, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, bro, yeah. it's 2020. And, it's you know what I mean? Like, people are still trying to hear his new singles. He was still trying to hear his new album. That just, that alone should tell you something, bro. Going consistent for almost a decade, bro. Almost there's there's decade. something to say for that. I think, I think when it's all said and done, now they in a different lane of music. But I think Future will end up in, in like where where Ross is ranked, like mm -hmm. how Ross just put out consistent projects over and over true, again. True. 
you know he got bars, you know he gonna make good music. Yeah. But niggas don't ever, ever put him up like with the goats, yeah, the goats type yeah, shit. Niggas don't put him up with people. Nas and Kendrick and yeah, that's true. And like the Biggie, Kanye's so. and all them. But you, you you look at like yeah, you look at a guy like a Ross that can, that kind of consistency. Like just what we talking about. You know, if you sit back and think about Ross, you think about like when was the first time I heard Ross, and then he dropped the album last year, and it was a good project, a good real project, good project, yeah. and we was all listening to it, like you know what I mean, like it was, it was popular, it it went, I'm pretty sure it went number one, it was good, but you just think about, just sit back and think about like, bro, how long has he been in the game? I remember listening to Ross in high school, you know what I mean? Like I, I probably first heard my first Ross shit when I was in middle school. Yeah, I think middle school for me. You know too. what I mean? I'm like, I already graduated college and I'm still listening to this man. Like that's just longevity, bro. Because a lot of rappers, you you be forgetting, but a lot of rappers here and gone like real quick. Okay? Yeah, I know there's some, like I know there's some rappers out there. Like I'm trying to just think off the top of my head some rappers from when we was listening to like middle school and high school and like they just they came and went like niggas like two pistols and shit, bro. bro like niggas like that. Those are gone, bro. I, I just mean, came and went. Bro, I'm telling you, bro. Like there's a lot of people just came and went. There, there was the Jaquans, the <laughs> like, <laughs> like, bro. I'm, like, you know, Jaquan was hard, but he, ain't, he yeah, had no like, longevity, bro. Like, it, it's even certain guys that, that peaked real early. Like, it, as much as I love Fifty, he peaked real yeah, hard. Yeah, Fifty peaked peak peak real, real hard, and it, bro. Albums were crazy, but the longevity wasn't like you know wasn't there with it, which is like something you have to admire. You know, I mean, you have to at least admire the longevity. Like Ross never hit the height that Fifty hit, but just the longevity. The longevity. It's something you gotta respect, bro. It's something to be said for that. Yeah. The Kareem's of the world, bro. Like (laughs) niggas ain't niggas ain't gotta drop thirty every season, bro. (laughs) But you see where he at on the scoring list, though. Exactly, bro. He's like you can stay in the league, you can still be a starting starting center. You know, I mean, that's what Ross is like. Oh, you still, you can still start. You can still drop your little, drop your little twenty. Yeah. You know, here and there. Oh, bet. You know, how long can you do that? That's impressive, bro. And he don't try. He don't try to do too much either. For sure, yeah, man. Um, but I think overall, if I had to put a number on it, I'd give this project like an eight and a half. Yeah, I'd say I, a solid eight and a half, eight point yeah, seven. Yeah, I, I'll put. I'll, I'll get a project at eight for sure. Um, I re- yeah, I liked it a lot. I want to give it another like full listen. Yeah. Um, because like I listened to it in full, and I you know of course you just go back and listen to songs you really liked, but yeah I want to get another full listen just see if I I miss anything like an, another song that might hit different you know it, depending on where I'm at. But yeah man like it's a very solid tape, very needed for the streets man. He got that timing man. Future always know when the perfect time is to drop. He just sure. he got that. Right when you you just think you wake up one day you like damn I haven't heard future in a minute <laughs> next couple of days you know future dropping bro exactly. like, he's coming he feeds the streets yep but man um, on to the next one bro let's talk about these these football players bro what's hey, going man. on in the world speaking right now street, bro? bro like yeah know. speaking of the streets bro I don't we know what's going to talk on about the these streets foot- right now bro this corona got niggas acting different bro like I, I don't know what's going on I don't know if, are they are they not getting paid what's happening with these boys right now bro man they out there struggling man so for those of y'all who don't know there's a couple of football players in the past like three or four days that have gotten arrested for various crimes and when you read the headlines and read the crimes you you're really just in the sauce as, as to how, like, stuff like this happens. So, like, to start, like, you got Quentin Dunbar and DeAndre Baker. Quentin Dunbar, they're both uh, cornerbacks. One plays for uh, the Redskins and the other one plays for the Giants. They got arrested, um, what was it, a couple of days ago for, yeah. like, armed robbery? Yeah, for sure. Ar- armed robbery. Uh, yeah, I don't know what was going Like, I literally don't know what was going on with that, like, whole situation. I don't know. 
what they was coming to rob, like who they were coming to rob. I don't know what was going on with that one. Yeah, man, I it, I just don't get it, bro. Like even even the rookie salaries in the NBA or in the NFL, you making solid bread. Yeah. So what you could possibly be armed robbery, like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, bro, what was y'all trying to get out of there, man? Like, I, that's what I just don't get. Like, there's nothing. There's no way that what y'all coming, what what y'all coming to rob was like more valuable than what y'all already got. Like, no way that y'all was robbing someone who has like more money than y'all. Yeah, like, that's what imagine. I'm saying, bro. Like, and then uh, the other story, um, this one kind of hit a little close to home because uh, Ed Oliver, uh, defensive tackle for the Bills, he went to University of Houston, um, got arrested earlier uh, last night, I think for DWI and possession of, like, an unlicensed firearm, bro. And I'm just like... Yeah, that that one, yeah. That one, of course, for anybody, you know, in the Houston area and anyone who, you know, who went to UH, that was, like, a one that was, like, you know, sad to see, of course. Ah, um, uh, sad. I don't, <laughs> I don't know about sad. It's sad, to, but, it's, it's sad to see, but, you, at this, like, it's not like you, you don't have to feel bad for him, but it's just like, dang, bro. Like, yeah, you know, like, come just on, like, bro. Not, like, not something you have to be on, but... Like, yeah, bro. <laughs> you just don't like some. I just don't understand it. Like, you don't have to do half of this stuff, bro. Like, like a lot of you made stuff. it, bro. Like, you where most niggas are trying to get, bro. Yeah. You already there, and you just like trying to mess all that up, bro. Like, you got a good situation. You you living the dream, bro. Like, you making more money than most people in the entire world, bro. Yeah, like, you making more money than people see in their lifetime, like in a year. In a year easily but and the thing is like and you looking at it you just like it's avoid like for him especially at oliver's situation with the with the other guys with the with the armed robbery situation i don't know what what went left what what happened yeah i don't know about that on. one um but with the at Oliver situation you look at guys with D, dwis duis and stuff like that it's like bro you really can't be put you just have to be smart and putting yourself in that situation like it's just it's a it's an avoidable situation you know you got you got ubers you got whatever you got to do Either have someone drive you or stay where you're at and just chill until you know you know you're ready to go, but like, or like you know just stay there, bro. But like at the same time you're looking at it, it's just like you gotta be able to avoid some of that stuff, bro. Like you you smarter than that, you have to be for sure. Just just because you have to be literally, you know, you messing up your own bag. Yeah, you like nobody, and you can't blame anybody for situations like that, but yourself. Like facts. And DWR is one of those things, man. I can't I can't rock with, bro, because. At that point, you're not even just endangering yourself, bro. You're endangering other people. You're putting other people's lives at risk. So I can't let that one fly, bro. Yeah. Like, and there's just no reason for it. As know? much as I want to see like people from Houston be successful and be on top and shit like that, bro. Like, if you fucking up, I'm gonna tell you, like, yeah, you fucking yeah, up, bro. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure, bro. That's that's always that's always the one. It's like, bro, you gotta, you know, there's bad stories out there. You know, what I mean, people getting hit by drunk drivers and stuff like that. You gotta think about. If you're not gonna think about yourself, bro, think about other people at least. Exactly. Like, damn. All those people who like lost like brothers and sisters and dads and shit, bro, from getting hit by drunk drivers or being drunk drivers. It's just it, it's not worth it in the long run, bro. You gotta have but that's the thing, man. You gotta have a team and people surrounding you, bro, that hey, like man. is looking out for your best interest, bro. And that's like, underrated. That's a, that's an underrated part of the game. Yeah. Whether you're a rapper or you a sing, you're a rapper, singer, or athlete, athlete whatever. whatever you're doing, if you're famous and you got things to lose, having the right people around you is a big part of it. Because let's say as far as being an athlete, 
yeah, you want to just focus on your sport. You want to just focus on training, being ready for your games and all that stuff. You got to have people around you that's willing to, like, handle everything else around you. Like, you know what I mean? And then also tell you not to do stupid stuff that could affect your bag because that's everybody else's bag around you, too. Yeah. Like, your agent, your uh, your manager, your man, like, anybody who's doing stuff for you, that's their bag, too. Like, the more that you get, the like, the better things are for them, too. So exactly. they so. got to be smart in being, like, helping you avoid those situations, too. Yo, and um, even if you're not famous, man, like who you keep around you, man, that that's a super influence on on how you can turn out, man. So you got a solid team around you, like man, I got a solid ass team around me, yeah. man. All my guys, bro, we support for each sure, other, we show sure. love. Shout out to the mob, bro. Yeah, shout out to Mob Ties, bro. <laughs> House of Hendrix, man. House you know Hendrix what I'm talking about. <laughs> but. um my family too, like everybody is real supportive, bro. So um keeping that team around you, man, that can make the huge difference in how you end up and like what kind of situations you do or don't get yourself into. Um, yeah. And how you and if you are in a situation, how you get out of that situation. Like if you get get somewhere where you like, okay, I, I shouldn't be in this situation, who like, you know, do you have people that really got your back? You know uh, what I'm saying? Like those people make a big difference, bro. You know, that's that's for me. I don't like I don't like being anywhere. Like I don't like going out or like going going places without people I know that got my back. You know what I mean? Like that's just not. It don't make me comfortable. Yeah, if something pop off, bro. You want to know your boys? Yeah, yeah your people yeah. got you, bro. Exactly, like, in, bro. in whatever situation, in whatever man, so. happens, bro. I want people that really got my back. You know. Yeah, dog. But on staying on the topic of wilding, man. This this Twitter trend. And I know I'm going to ruffle some feathers with this one, bro. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm ready to talk about it, but we're just going to get into it anyway. But, like, OnlyFans, man, we got to sit down and, and hey, break man. this down for a little bit, bro. Cause <laughs> Let's talk about it, man. <laughs> we got some shit to get off, bro, and I, I don't even know how it's going to go over. But I've seen a lot of tweets and, like, scenarios over the past couple of months about people talking about OnlyFans and their girl having the OnlyFans and, yeah. like, all kind of stuff. But, like, me personally, I just – I can't, bro. I cannot get with that, bro. Like, some stuff is just sacred, bro. Like, you can't <laughs> – everything can't be for everybody, bro. Like, and Facts. then I'm a firm believer, like, all money is not good money, bro. Like, yeah, man. It's, you can – It's true. Do what you do, like if you out there with the OnlyFans and you making your money, like do what you do, hey, bro. Collect your but bag. Collect your bag. But me personally, like these are just my feelings. I can't, I can't get behind it. Like I, I, the thing that the thing that bothered me mostly is like, like, like you already said. For me, I'm like, bro, if you want to do the OnlyFans route and get your money, go ahead, do your thing. You know, I hope you successful and all of that. Get paid for what you get paid for. Um, but you know, when they doing the thing on Twitter where they're like, um. Like if you don't if you don't want to date a guy a girl who has an OnlyFans, you're insecure. Yeah, you're or insecure. Like, that. like, like what? That's no, bro, that's, that's, not, not like, like... that's not how it works, bro. Like with anybody you dating, like like let's say you know I, I'm I'm like dating a girl and I'm like hey instead of like working I'm about to start dealing drugs. She ain't sign up for that shit. Yeah, you ain't sign up for that. Like bro, bro like, like you know what I mean? Like even if it's not even if I wasn't even doing like something illegal like whatever, just whatever career path I decide to get into where I'm like hey I'm I'm gonna start like working at a club and I'm gonna be gone every night. Like like I know people who talk about like, oh, would you date a stripper or something like that? Like, bro, yeah. she's working every night. Like like not every night, but like most nights she's gonna be gone until four or whatever AM. Like, 
And you got to be like. That's just a whole lifestyle change on top of just what you're talking about. Like, that's just your whole lifestyle is different now. You got to be comfortable with, like, knowing that the fact that, like, there's going to be other, like, dudes, like, gawking at your girl, bro. bro, And, like, like, touching your girl, bro. Interacting with her in that kind of manner, bro. And that's just not something that me personally, like, I can get with. And I never understood the fact that, like, setting boundaries, bro, does not make you an insecure person, bro. Like, if I set a boundary and be like, look. This is not acceptable for me, so we're just gonna stick with the OnlyFans example. Like, if I'm dating a chick and she does not have an OnlyFans before we dating, and you talking about I want to get one, and I'm like, no, that's a boundary. Like, you, that's it, bro. That's a facts. That's a that's the line in the sand, bro. Yeah. We're not doing that shit. And you go and do that shit anyway, bro. It's I'm in my right, bro, to want to walk away, bro. Yeah, like, if I walk sure. away, you can't be fucking mad at me or call me you insecure you because. I don't want to get with that, bro. Like, yeah. and, then I'm and, and don't and we can't look at it like, like it's just like, oh yeah, this is just a job. It's like, it it goes like honestly to me, it goes deeper than it. That. Go, it does go deeper than because that because it's not like because if, if someone walked away and that was something like like, you know, you was trying to get your dream job or something like that. That's different. That's not your dream job. OnlyFans is not what you was, you know, what you've been trying yeah, to achieve like, and all that did, stuff. You didn't work your whole life to you be You was not trying to do all that. But so, like, when we get to that point, it's like, so what happened, like, from whenever we were dating before where you got to this point where you thought this was the best route? Yeah. Because most likely, you know what I mean, you, you probably wanted to do some other something else or do something. Yeah, like, why, you know, where did that go And missing? I doubt that this is, like, moving in that direction as far as, like, you know, career-wise. So let, let's let's figure out what's going on. Like, you know what I mean? That's that's just my, my idea is, like, you're fully in your right to walk away from that situation. And you got, as a if, as a girl who did made that decision, you got to respect that. Yeah, like, you can't I, get I feel mad. you can have to. Like, I've seen... That one video on Twitter, I think I think somebody ended up telling me it was like a skit or something like that and it yeah. ended up being fake. But regardless, I'm sure that's like happened in real life though. Like For sure. You can't like you can't expect nobody to to break down their boundaries for you because that's when the relationship starts becoming toxic, bro. Like if I say I got a boundary and you breaking that and you trying to influence me to like accept the fact that you breaking my boundary, bro. That's when the shit starts becoming toxic and abusive in a way, bro. And I just can't get with that. Like now if you had one before you got with dude and he said, you got to get rid of it or else I'm not getting with you. That's a different story, that's bro. A whole like, different story. cause then at that point he knew what he was getting himself yeah, into. You can't come up to yeah. her and try and change it, bro. Yeah. You can't change nobody, that, bro. That's the girl but, that you chose. You know what I mean? Like, so you gotta, you gotta kind of stick, you gotta ride with that one. Like you can't just come in there and be like, all right, I'm gonna change what she was already doing. You know what I mean? Cause that's the girl that you chose. You yeah. Know what like, I mean? like that's, that's, that's the lifestyle you chose. Like if you, you walk to a strip club and you meet a stripper and you want to cuff her, you knew and what she you wants to go back, and, and she's like, "I'm gonna keep stripping you." Like, "Hey, no, you can't keep stripping." Like, "Wait, why?" Like, why? Yeah, that's where I met you. you. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you where, know I mean? that's where y'all met. You knew what the deal was before <laughs> we got into popping. the shit. You know what I mean? Like, so that's just one of those things. Like, it's different. But if 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 you dating a girl and all of a sudden she want to do that, that's it's it's whole whole different lanes, bro. Yeah, completely then, different lanes. Like, for me, it's it just, that shit just goes so much deeper, bro. Like, I can't. I can't just justify like you like trying to sell your body essentially, bro, for exactly. a couple of dollars, bro. Like that. Exactly. Like a nigga can pay five, ten, fifteen dollars and just have access to everything, bro. Like yeah. see everything, see bro. Everything. Like that. And like like yeah, like you said, man, for me it's just all money's not good money. Like, you know, like uh for me. I'm not gonna get. I'm not just gonna do anything for money. Like, yeah, like up, it's, like, it's, it's never it's not, that serious. It's, it's bro. never that serious for me, bro. It's, 
Like we got, I'll, I'll do, I'll do a job here and there for some money, but I'm not like willing to do anything for money. Like it's not, that's just not me. So like, just because a bag's attached to it doesn't justify everything you do. Everything you do. Yeah. There's yeah. gotta be like values. And that's, that's the problem I think with where we are right now in society and life is I think that the lifestyle and what you what kind of car you drive and where you live in has influenced people so much to where like that's the only thing that matters bro and like you'd be willing to sacrifice anything your self-esteem your morals your self-respect and i'm not saying that the people who have only fans do this shit because some people like that's just not in their values and that's fine yeah. bro like we all got different values we all got different shit that we hold like near and dear to our hearts but for me like that that level of of intimacy and privacy is something that should be reserved for somebody like in private bro like yeah, i don't like, think that shit should just be for the world bro. yeah like, like it's it's the idea that it's just accessible to anyone who's willing to pay that money yeah you know like, like even if you even if you out here like, let's say you even like out here and you just like hooking up with girls or like hooking up with dudes whatever you like you into um when you when you on that level like you're still making a choice to to fuck with this one person yeah you know what I mean? Like you making that, that yeah, you're choice. making that decision. But bro, but now when you doing stuff like OnlyFans, you put it out there, and I'm anybody be, can bro. I'm gonna keep it real with a lot of y'all girls. If you doing it and you're not like, I feel like we all know. Like there's some girls who are like super, super duper bad. But if you just like a nor like normal, like good looking girl, most of your like OnlyFans revenue is probably coming from dudes that you know that are acquaintances that you kind of cool with that been wanting to see you naked. You know, yeah. what I mean? it's not just it's not like you out here like getting the world to like buy your stuff it's like bro you local and like it was a bunch of dudes who went to college with you that was or high school or, something or high like school that, with you that, that always wanted, wanted to hit they always wanted to hit and, and they never could and they were like all right cool i'm gonna get this real quick and it's, it's, so it's just a it's a bunch of people that you kind of know that are gonna be seeing you like, and even not, though they don't even though it's not the same thing as like having sex with somebody in their minds it is bro yeah, like in their minds they, it's they, the closest damn thing yeah, yeah they're close, like, it's the closest damn thing and it's just like like you potentially putting yourself in an awkward situation. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, like if you living in a certain area and it's just popular in that area, bro, I'm telling you, putting yourself in an awkward situation. And I, we already seen stories on Twitter where people are like, oh, my uh, manager like saw my OnlyFans or like my coworker yeah. saw my OnlyFans. Yo, the internet, everything, we already know how the internet how works. Move. Yeah, you know how it's move. on the internet, it's over, it's over with you. So that, that stuff is... That's the part of it that I'm like, hey, you know, just be careful, especially with like girls who are really young. I'm like, yo, if you're trying to like move forward, think about like, at some point, like just be careful and think about that stuff. Yeah, just like, think about the impact that it could have further on. And even down the line, like it's not for fair, those, but it's true. Yeah, for those, it's not fair. It ain't, we ain't even saying it's right, but it's a fact of the world we live in. And then even down the line further than that, think about like, your kids and shit, bro. Like Man. this, I'm I'm joking, kinda, but I'm serious. <laughs> but like, think about your son in the lunchroom, bro. Like niggas is pulling up your bro, son. Gonna be, gonna be like niggas are like, this your mama, bro, with the phone and um, showing and like, uh, bro. He, he let me just tell you something. He's not gonna win one argument his none, whole time in school. Every time it's none. gonna go right back to that, bro. That because like, that's the trump card, bro. Niggas <laughs> are gonna use that shit to forever, to bro. abuse this nigga, forever, bro. So bro. like. You want, so for those of you who want kids in the future, you're going to have to think about stuff like that. And yeah, it's all idealistic to say, oh, oh, I can teach my kids to understand that this is that. But they kids, bro, they not they, all they know is they getting bullied for this shit. So it can't be right, bro. Yeah, like it's, it's not going to go over well. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, it's not fair, but it's true. Like like if an employee, like let's say a dude 
an employer or somebody sees that you, your OnlyFans, something like it doesn't hire you, they they can't out uh, like overtly say that yeah. that's why they not hire you, or like that's why they not you know like looking at you in a certain light like for a promotion or something like that. But they could know, they could know and just be on a like fake profile fake and profile, be on your yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Like you just don't know that. Like it's just a weird, it's a weird, it's a weird place to be in. You never know who's watching, man. And like, exactly. You never internet, know, bro. The internet is just like one of those things you never know unless you really pri- like. Besides, people who are private on like Twitter and like Instagram, people who are like private on Twitter and like Instagram. Even private now, like screen recording and screenshots don't make nothing private, yeah, bro. Exactly. So, like, so even then, you don't know who's seen everything that you've been posting. Like people could just screenshot your stuff and send it to someone else. You could block someone, and the person that you didn't block could send it to the person you blocked, you blocked or the person. Yeah, it's just it's like it could be anything. There's ways around it, and then like. Stuff like the the that big leak that happened like a while ago that was trending, bro. Like now, <laughs> now all your hard work is like just out there, bro. Like because some like extra horny nigga, bro, like hacked into your shit, bro. Yeah, some, like, some, some horny nigga with computer skills. <laughs> yeah, like some fucking <laughs> criminally horny ass nigga, bro, just hacked into your shit. Bro. And now like it's just out there, all the shit that you worked for and like building up, and, like exactly. niggas you had that hope for free, bro. The, like the scariest that, thing online is the horny hackers. You know what I <laughs> mean? Like once they get once they get on something, like they will find it, bro. And yeah. They will, they will they will find a way and they will make sure that like they, they'll do that you know what i mean just to, even if it's just to spite you you know what i mean like that's how they are so all that stuff like we've seen all the hacks like i said we already know how online works bro they've been finding people's sex tapes they've been sex dropping them on the tl y'all been seeing y'all been seeing how many different celebrities sex celebrity tapes? celebrities news that was in their phone <laughs> bro, leaking like online, leaking bro. online now how is like you, know you think saying? that the niggas can't get access to your only yeah. fans you, if bro, you don't dude. if you think that people can hack into the like apple cloud like iPhone cloud, they definitely can hack into OnlyFans, bro. It, even crazier is that it it don't you don't even have to be a pro level hacker. It could be one person just get into your thing and screen record and, exactly. and drop it. You know what I mean? That, it, that's all it takes. That's exactly. not even hacking. That's just that's not even any, hacking. That's just that's a nigga just, with an iPhone. That's just a fact of life. And like people people say, oh well, like that stuff is copyrighted and stuff like that. But also when you think about copyright lawsuits, you gotta have the money to pursue that stuff, bro. So yeah. like you have to have the money and the resources to pursue the lawsuit. And yeah. those things drag out for a long time. Like copyright lawsuits ain't no over. It ain't like, oh, you violated my copyright. All right, I'm gonna hop on this joint, yeah. sue you, you owe me a million dollars tomorrow. Like it's not how that works, bro. Right. Like and the other thing is who who are you who are you gonna try and sue? Cause sometimes yeah. some people just you, you gonna sue the dude with the anime avi. Yeah, you gonna <laughs> like, sue the burner account, like who, bro. Yeah, like, whose who's burner is this? Like you gonna have to, that's, that's a whole investigation to find out whose burner that is. You know what I mean? Like, come on, bro. Like it, it's just not it's just not gonna put you in a great in a great position. So but, we we ain't saying it's right or wrong, true or false, bro. But it, there's definitely the downsides to it. You know what I mean? But all the girls out there getting their bag, like if you really like seeing that money on it, hey. Do what you, know, you do, bro. Do what like, you do for real. Like, get that bag. Hey, capitalize on all them horny niggas who's really the, ready to pay all that money. Lord knows they out there, too, bro. Yeah. Horny. I'll be seeing the comments, bro. Them <laughs> horny niggas be bro, out of control, out bro. Out of control. Like, so, <laughs> you someone got to get the money off them boys. You, you could know? tell who really ain't got no girls, bro, and who ain't, like, <laughs> really been with nobody off the, off the uh, Twitter comments, bro. bro the Twitter like, comments are funny, man. <laughs> the Twitter comments are funny. I'm for real, bro. Twitter will forever be my favorite app, bro. I'm going to be 40 years old on Twitter, bro. I yeah. swear to God, I ain't getting rid of Twitter, bro. Like, yeah, that, for sure. Twitter is hilarious, man. Yeah, there's a lot of cap on Twitter, too. I know because a lot of girls be dropping their numbers, like how much money they're making off OnlyFans. They making money on that. And I swear, like everybody can't be top one percent. Yeah, that's that's also cap. And all the dudes, like 
most dudes that you know will tell you that they wouldn't pay for OnlyFans, but I'm like, bro, it's a lot of girls making money, so niggas is lying. Yeah, somebody's <laughs> somebody's, somebody's lying. Not, somebody's lying out <laughs> somebody here. Somebody is lying, bro. Somebody's lying here, man. Chances are one of your homeboys in there paying for an OnlyFans, yeah, bro. Just, like, yeah, what, somebody in the group chat is paying somebody for the OnlyFans. In the group just, chat is paying and for coming the in there and telling y'all that he not, bro. I'm going to be real with you. <laughs> like... <laughs> But long story short, bro, do what y'all do, bro. If you want to pay for that OnlyFans, pay for that OnlyFans. If you want to make that OnlyFans, make that OnlyFans. But just think about the reparations, like, down the line and the consequences down the line, bro, because you do got consequences for every decision you make. So don't be surprised if there are negative consequences that coincide with making a fucking OnlyFans. So yeah, bro. It's, just, it's just really something to consider. Yeah, it's just something to think about. Man, so... It's been a long, like, last two months, man. Bro, this quarantine is crazy. We, I watched Bundesliga soccer this morning, <laughs> man. For those of y'all who don't know, that's the German, like, premier soccer league, like, yeah, the man. top league in Germany. And it was the first live sporting event I had seen in, I think, like, two and a half months, man. And man. I was, How was it, man? It was cool, man. Like, I, I sat there, I watched, there was no fans, so... It was weird not hearing the singing and the chants that you normally hear at, like, man. a soccer game. And but it was still gay. It was still good. And they, they were kind of rusty, though. I thought uh, Byron was going to kind of blow boys out, bro. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think they were just rusty because they hadn't really been playing that much for the past couple of months. So, yeah, I feel that. And that's that's the, that's the tough part about that's the tough part about coming back um, from being off like that. Like, it's almost like you starting the season all over again. Like, yeah. you know, what I mean, you know, how at the very beginning of the season, people are rusty and stuff like that. If you was in a groove like like Byron really was before the break, they was kind of in a groove. You coming back, y'all haven't been y'all haven't been practicing, y'all haven't been playing real games as much as like y'all really were, and like now you playing it in the environment's different. Like you said, there's no fans. It's not it don't even feel normal. Yeah, it don't like it. you know you're just not on you're just not gonna be on it like that. Like how you should be like at this point in the season. It's it's like just the commentators and then like the sounds <laughs> of the natural sounds of the games, the whistles and all yeah. that stuff. But like everything else is just. It's weird like with the fans not being there, but man, we in mid May. I miss basketball, bro. Yeah, like man. I need, I miss basketball so much. I done watched every finals <laughs> for the past like fifteen years. The for the past fifteen years or so, every single finals game, I went back and recapped all of that because I like using that shit in my sports arguments, bro. Yeah. And niggas don't remember what happened in like two thousand and eight, or I would go yeah. back and be like, yeah, you, this is actually what happened. <laughs> this is what happened, man. Like I feel like at first I didn't. At first, I didn't grasp how long it was going to be before basketball was coming back. So, you know, at first I was like, oh, it's not a big deal. You know, I was watching some highlights here and there. I was, you know, Playing. I like my Steph highlights. I like watching some just some random highlights, like some some players like you used to like. Bro, that got old real quick, bro. Yeah, it got, like, that it got, got old played real out real, real quick, bro. And even what we were just talking about with the soccer, like, man, if basketball comes back and there's no fans, that's weird. Yeah, it's, it's going to be, be weird, weird with bro. no fans. Like, because the fans – they can they can like shift the the energy yeah, in the it room, feels like bro. It, it like feels you're, like you're a big part of the game. Like the fans are like, I can't imagine someone hitting a big three and nothing happens. And nothing happens after <laughs> that. Like you're just like what the like, bro. You might as well not dunk. You might as well just lay it up if no one's gonna cheer, bro. Like ain't nobody getting entertained by that. Bro. Like for example, like think of like that Steph Curry shot against OKC or like. Yep. How the whole crowd just went silent, bro. Like, yeah, bro. they was cheering, and then Steph just pulled up. The whole crowd just went silent. Like, imagine, like, it just being silent the whole time. Or, like, imagine the LeBron block or, yeah, like, just, just the Ray like, Allen shot or some shit yeah. with no fans, oh, bro. Oh, yeah. Like, like, the Ray Allen shot is a good one. Like, a good moment that I remember, like, the fans just going crazy. And 
like it was just one of those things where like er, like you can see like the how vested people are into the game and like you seeing like you know things like that happen it just it just hits different like honestly it's just like a whole different vibe like especially like someone who watches like a lot of golden state games like they crowd goes yeah. crazy you know what i mean so it's like one of those things like they don't have that like it's just weird for them to, to, to even be playing like if you if you're used to that environment yeah, both me and Chimezzi watch a lot of basketball, man, from yeah. a lot of teams, bro, because I like knowing my shit. Like, yeah, for I was sure. just like a savant of the game. Like, <laughs> yeah. I like studying that shit, bro. Like, once I knew I wasn't going to play in the NBA, I was like, man, I'm finna know everything, yeah. bro. Like, I used to be real, like, you know, like, watching games. Just, I just used to sit just watch games, game after game, just trying to see, you know, just trying to learn the game, just, like, looking at different things, learning how people play, what they, what they do, what the patterns are and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, watching the game is like one of those things that you just kind of fall in love with it. Cause like basketball is one of those games. It's just, it's just fun to watch. It's like the way that they play is real, like fun to watch. Um, it's not a lot of stoppages, not, not as, not as far as like soccer, but like it, as far as like other sports, like baseball and football, yeah. not as much stopping. So like it just flows a lot. And like the good parts of the game where it's just really flowing and stuff like that, man, it's crazy. It really is crazy. And I feel like more than most of the other team sports, like individuals in basketball, have ability to like take over the to game take over, and yeah. do you, stuff like that. You so. can you can completely just like one person on the court can just change the whole momentum in the game. Yeah, exactly. But um, man, let's go ahead and get into what we think about like the the current NBA and I guess a kind of a what if of where we'd be at because we'd be almost towards the finals right now, probably True. conference finals. Conference I think final area. Uh, right around now, so it, it would get real, man. Is and it was a lot of. A lot of teams making noise, man. A lot of teams ready to do something, man. Me yeah. personally, I think, I think this was about to be LeBron's fourth ring, bro. And I don't like. Yeah, I think it's weird because I've heard all the things I've heard about them starting back up. They were like, "Hey, if we start back up, we do the playoffs. We might do everybody like all the teams come to one location, yeah, and just play." And I'm like, "Bro, dudes was fighting for home court advantage." Like, yeah, like that. Like what was all really that for, putting bro? In work for that home court advantage, and, man. And, you like, know, there's no home court advantage. Like you're not even on your own court. You definitely don't have your own fans. Yeah, so like, I'm like, bro, that all that all that work. If you was trying to get that number one seed, two seed, or whatever you were trying to get to get that advantage, at least at some point, all that's out the window, man. Like you look at the Bucks. You know, that might have been part of their thing. Like, if they were to see the Lakers or something, like, they would have home court. You yeah. I mean, they had the best overall record. They probably would, like, you know, depending on – even if you don't believe in the Bucks, you you know, they trying to put themselves in the best situation they can to win. Yeah. You know and, that's, mean? and now you're putting them in a whole different situation. Like, all that all that regular season winning was for nothing. They might as well have been resting their dudes and let Giannis just chill and get, get ready for the playoffs. Exactly. And that's, that's one thing I will never, like, say that the regular season doesn't matter because – the regular season, you setting yourself up for situations in the playoffs. Exactly. Bro, like that home court advantage, bro. That that can mean a lot for two teams who are really close together. Now, if if one team is great and one team's all right, it, home court advantage really don't matter, yeah, bro. But like, yeah, when you come down to two really great teams, like home court advantage can mean a lot, bro. Like, yeah. just off the top of my head, like the twenty sixteen series, that home court advantage meant a lot. Yeah. Um, 2013 with Miami and San Antonio. Like, if that's game seven had been in San Antonio. Yeah, bro. Then I don't know, bro. Like, yeah, I don't know if he goes I know down that like one, that. they had game six and seven were both in Miami. Yes, yeah, it was like the 2-3-2 two, two format yeah. before they switched back to the 1-1. Uh, uh, one, one. Yeah, right. the 2-3, 2-2, 1-1-1. And, yeah, that one, that would have been a big switch. if Like, if the advantage was the other way, we had a big switch for both teams. Um, 
Cause like you talking about winning two games on a road to finish out a to series. To finish out a series, that's, that's tough. That's yeah. tough. You know, that's a tough place to put yourself in. That's what happened with San Antonio. They had to play two games. Two games in Miami. In like. Miami, and like you know, what I mean, that last shot. You know, I don't know how it affects it, but like being at home definitely can help. Definitely has to help. You know. Yeah. And they missed free throws down the line, like um, San Antonio did. Ginobili missed one. Kawhi For missed sure. one. Um, you know, maybe at home they knock those down because it's not gonna be loud. It's yeah. just gonna be, you know, they people gonna be quiet for them. You know your hoop better, like yeah, everything you. like that. So, but people, yeah, fight for that, fight for that home court advantage. Um, and like you know, if, if you don't actually get it, like get your opportunity to do it, then now you're just putting it in. There's no fans involved and all that stuff. So it's really just like, just it's gonna be just like real straightforward basketball. I want to yeah, see how it goes. Cause it seems almost gonna be like like a scrimmage to me. Yeah, like, it's gonna seem vibes. like pickup basketball almost. Yeah. Like five I feel like the intensity the won't be the like, same. Yeah, like. But what I think a good idea. Me and my pops was talking about this uh, yesterday, and we were saying that um, one good idea I think would be for ESPN or whatever broadcasting channel that's hosting the games to put out on a separate channel like an uncensored version where the players were mic or like they had mics on the court and you could hear like the trash talk and <laughs> the banter and all of that stuff and the coaches and like things like that. Like we think that shit would be live because I feel like the players would be scared of that. Yeah. The, I feel like the players would be scared of that, bro. Cause if you get busted, bro, and then somebody talking trash <laughs> yeah, to you, exactly. bro, that's going to go over there. You hear someone say the wrong thing. People are going to be like, <laughs> like, but just yeah. as a fan of the game, I think that would be live. Yeah. Like, I mean, I would love to hear the chatter to see how much they communicate, communicate like what they on do. the court. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, that, that kind of stuff is stuff that I always wanted to know. Like, what, who's saying what, who talks the most on the team. Like, you know, sometimes it's surprised, like, people who are, like, leaders on the team. Like, you'd be like, oh, man, I didn't know they were giving instructions as much and all this stuff. So that'd be dope. I'm looking over here at some of the playoff matchups, the potential playoff matchups. Um, you know, like, for, for the first round, even in uh, the East, the East was interesting to me because it's like, a lot of teams are close to each other. Yeah. So when I'm looking at the first round matchups right now, we, you know, there's a there's a um, potential Boston Philly first round. Yeah, well, that would be really. And that would have been yeah, yeah that, that would be something man. I really wanted to see. You know what I mean? And then, you know, for Boston, like even if they have the better record, that doesn't mean like you know they're gonna win that. And but they did work for that home court advantage, and now that's gone. So now them playing Philly is just still that's that's gonna be even closer to the series than it was gonna be. So. That- that's a real intriguing matchup because it's a little bit of two different styles. Like, Boston has a really pretty small lineup, bro. Like, yeah. Baines is a starting center. And then yeah. – or not Baines. Um, um, who are you talking about? You know who I'm talking about. Uh, hold on. Give us one second. But um, that would ma- that matchup would be pretty interesting because um, Boston's kind of a smaller team because they have, like, Hayward and um, yeah. Tatum playing the four. Yeah, they got they got a lot. And of then I think I think Tice, Tice, Tice yeah. is they starting center. Yeah, right? so Tice. They have Tice. They have Hayward. They have Tatum. They Tatum have Brown. Brown. And Kemba's a small point guard. Anyway. Yeah, Kemba's a small point guard. So it's like. And Philly's been starting. Philly's a really big team. Yeah, like, Philly's been starting uh, Ben Simmons at point guard. Philly's a long team yeah, too. Like bro, they got linked big. with Ben and Simmons. I'm talking about and, like they have. Horford, Horford and, and Tobias and, yeah, like, and all these leagues are, like, six, the eight, together. six, nine. Yeah, and all the, like, yeah, that's too that's so many big players, like, at once. So. And then Josh Richardson, like, he's, like, six, seven yeah, with long wings. exactly. So, like, so, they don't have anybody, like, like for Kemba, it's going to be a tough guard for him guarding anybody on that team. Um, that's going to be a tough one for him. But, like, you know, you just look at the matchups with that one. That's that's one of my most intriguing first-round matchups is, is Boston and uh, Philly. I really like to see that. Um 
I, they played um, Boston and Philly played like a couple years ago. I think that was Philly's first time being in there. Even though Philly got swept, they lost all the games so close. Like, yeah, there was I mean? a real close series. It was like, a super, super close series. So it, it was interesting. Um, I, I think for me, two of my more interesting matchups would be um, would be that Indiana Miami series. Now I don't think either of those teams, two teams, are con- real contenders for championships. But yeah. I just like watching both of those teams play, yeah, and I think that would sure. be a real intriguing series. Yeah. I, I um, wish that we got like fully healthy Victor. Yeah, back because that would make the East a lot more interesting to yeah, me. Yeah, Because for sure. if, like having a star like that on your squad, because um, you know Brogdon is a solid ass player too, and you know they have like they have good players. Sabonis is good. They have you know just have good players around. Um, Miles Turner, Miles Turner, T.J. Warren, TJ all those Warren, guys. All those guys are real, real good players. Um, and they they have versatility in their offense. Like all those players, like they yeah, they, they can, can all the score. Move, they they can, can all play defense. Yeah, like, so it's it, real versatile lineup that they got over there and a lot of them can create like both miles turner and sabonis can really stretch the floor as big yeah. man yeah and like and miles turner's a good rim protector too yeah miles turner's a really good rim protector and he got a shot too man like he can yeah exactly he had a game winner i think um before the season ended maybe a couple months before the season ended from three from like the top of the key he just called and like launched that joint and I was yeah. like, oh i didn't even know he had it like that <laughs> like he uh, keep it on him like that bro and then yeah. Miami, I love the way Miami plays, man. Like I like Jimmy Butler, I like, yeah, I like Tyler Hero, I like, I like Bam, sure, I like the way sure. they play. They have a great, they have a great little group over there in Miami. Like you know, yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy's a like tough dude. You already know how Jimmy moves, but yeah, they have guys, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, uh, Bam, Bam's a beast. Yeah, Bam is Bam a is a beast down there. Uh, yeah, they guys got a lot of guys too over there in Miami. So Miami and Indiana would be a great. Great series, you know. That's just good basketball, straight up. That's nothing else to really say about that. It's just good basketball, like and I th- matchups. And I think Denver and Houston too. Oof. Like, I think that would be a really interesting series. Like Houston having to go to Denver and play yeah. in Mile High. Yeah, like, that's that's that, that's a great home home court advantage. It's there's something to be said for those of y'all who haven't been to like Colorado or a place that has a really high altitude. There's definitely something to be said about like the air being thinner and not having as much like oxygen in the air because it does change like the game. I remember I went to visit my uncles who were in the air force in high school. And we went to like the wreck that was on base and we were like playing basketball. And this was when I was in school. So like I was in shape, I was like hooping and playing football. And stuff. so I thought I was in pretty good shape, man. We ran probably about two pickup basketball games. I thought I was going <laughs> to pass out, bro. bro like, it's it, different. It's it, literally your body trying to adjust to like there being less oxygen in the air. Like, you know what I mean? It's not even one of those things where like, if you haven't been in there, you can't just adjust. Yeah, it. you can't simulate that. Kind yeah, of thing, you can't, man. man. You gotta actually be doing that, like get your body used to like having less oxygen available. And then with 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 James Harden, we've seen a lot of times in the playoffs, it seems like he runs out of gas. Yeah. So like him going to Denver for four games out of potentially four games out of a series, like yeah. what is that gonna do to bro? Like and the way that Houston likes to play, they all like to run. Yeah, they like to run. They and, like to run, and like if you're not used to that, you know what I mean. Especially the difference between we we live in Houston. Difference between Houston air and Denver air could be like polar opposite. Yeah, it's you night know? and day. So yeah, it's not even one of those things. Where like like maybe if you in a Utah and then you go into Denver, it's different. But like if you li- living in Houston, you go into Denver, like it's not the same at all. And you know that that's an advantage. But if there's no home court, then that that sucks for Denver because they, they have one of the best home court exactly. advantages in, in the, the league. league. Yeah. Um, but that'll be an interesting matchup because. You know, the, the, their styles are way different. Yeah, completely you know, different. Houston, like, and, Houston and Denver are way different. Houston over here playing with, like, no bigs no at big. all. 
Um, Denver has like a couple big guys that can score, so I don't. I wonder if they can take advantage of that. They have like, like with Paul Millsap and Jokic, uh, Jokic and be able to like take advantage of them being smaller, because some people have tried to and Houston didn't like. It wasn't easy for them yeah. to take advantage of it. But I think those guys actually are versatile enough that they might be able to take advantage of the size difference. You know, because they actually know how to play in the post. They're not like just bigs. Yeah, like know? that. I remember it was like a big deal because. Um, that one game that the Lakers played against the Rockets, like right after they made the Rockets made those trades, and everybody was like, "Oh, the Lakers are finna just beat these boys up down yeah, low and exactly. stuff like that," and they didn't. Like the Rockets ended up winning that game, and yeah. I just think, but I think outside of Anthony Davis, I don't think the Lakers bigs are that like they're not skilled, skilled enough yeah. to take advantage of a smaller guy, like because in the NBA. It's not like 2K. You can't just be bigger than somebody and back them down and just push them out of the way. And yeah. then, like, it's not, it don't work not, like that not, in real definitely life. Definitely not a PJ Tucker type guy or something like that. Like, those guys actually know how to play defense. Exactly. Like, even if you big, like, they still have, like, skills. Skills enough and active hands enough in positioning. Because, yeah. like, the playing in the post is all about positioning and footwork yeah, and exactly. stuff like that. So, if you ain't got the skills to do that, like, like a guy like JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard, where he's at in his career right now, they don't have the yeah. skills. Anthony Davis, I don't think is physical enough to yeah. like. He doesn't want to be on the low block. Yeah, he don't want to. He wants to play the high post. He wants to face up. You know what I mean? And then when you come in to face up, like unless you're just gonna shoot over the top or something, you're probably not gonna be able to blow by some blow by a smaller a PJ guy. PJ Tucker, or yeah, like, like a, a Jeff Robert Green Covington, or, or yeah. like yeah, Jeff Green. You're probably not gonna be able to blow by those guys, like in that short distance. And if they know what you're trying to do, so your your best bet is just to shoot over them. And everybody knows in the NBA right now, you don't want to be shooting a bunch of contested mid range jumpers. Yeah, that's just not that's, that's just not, not the NBA right now, bro. Especially yeah. not against the Rockets, who's gonna shoot a million threes every game. You know what I mean? So now you're just gambling with them, like. And that's how they beat the Lakers the first time. Like, bro, they, they started knocking their threes. The yeah. Lakers wasn't hitting their threes, and they wasn't taking advantage of them. So, and they the Rockets for sure live and die by it, man. Yeah, like, I will say like I'm not like James Harden probably my least favorite player in the league, bro. <laughs> like I respect his game and I respect the fact that he can put the ball in the basket and winning MVPs and stuff like that. But yeah. there's got to be something to be said for like every single time your team needs you most, bro. He, you're not there, man. Like, yeah, it's been a lot of it's been a lot of uh, situations where, you know, they needed. So, and, and James Harden has had like, he has like certain series where he just like his numbers just go down. Like his like oh like overall, his field goal percentage and three point percentage have not been good usually in the playoffs. And like a lot of times, like for him, even fans do the same thing. I mean, you see him doing the same thing where, it's like a lot about him not getting foul calls yep. or whatever and all this stuff. And it's like. Part of it is because he plays the game in a way that is so dependent on the referees. On the referees, yeah. That yeah. it's it's almost un, unheard of for, like, another superstar. Like, you know, with Steph, a lot of it is just like, is his shot going to go down? Is is this going to go down? Like, with LeBron, it's like, okay, how are they going to try and defend LeBron? Is, when he kicks it, are the shooters going to hit? Is he going to be aggressive or is, is he going to play point guard? Yeah, yeah. is he going to be aggressive? Are he going to try and get to the hoop? Are they going to let him get to the hoop? Like, stuff like that. But with Harden, it's literally, is he going to get the calls? Like, yeah. it's not, it's not really, really, like, you know, he also just does, it sometimes just is not hitting his shots, but a lot of times it's like, we're going to a, like, oh, he should have got this call, he should have got this call, or he was looking for this call and he didn't get it. It's like, man, like, it's just too much influence of, like, the referee, like, that he's, look, like, on his game. Like, yeah, and I think just the manipulating of the rules, and, like, to his credit, like, he takes advantage of whatever the the, the rule states. So yeah. if the rule states, oh, you can't be in a player's landing zone, 
he's going to manipulate his landing zone according to that rule so yeah. that somebody's always going to be in his landing zone. Yeah, exactly. But I think that hurts you in the playoffs because in the playoffs, we all know if you watch playoff basketball, it's not the same as regular season basketball. You're not going to get the same calls. It never is. You don't get the ticky-tack fouls like you normally get. That's like going back to game one of the, the second round last year against the Warriors um, that they were playing. And James Harden shot that that was would have been a game-winning three and he like kicked his leg out to try to get under like on top of Clay and get Clay to be underneath him, and he missed and was looking for the foul call instead of just shooting instead of three. just shooting his regular jump shot. Yeah, it, and which is such a weird. I feel like that's just such a weird thing to do. It's a weird mentality. It's almost like it's almost like looking for like a way out. Like if I make it cool, if I don't, I get to shoot free throws. Like yeah. you know, you're trying to do an extra thing. But most stars, like you think about any other star in the NBA. Hey, we need you to hit a three to win a playoff game. They just trying to get their shot. Yeah, I'm just trying to get my, my a shot that I know I can hit yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. Like, they don't. They don't even want. They're not even like searching for the foul. They're trying to search for their space. And if they get the space, which he did have to get his shot off, they just trying to get their shot off and knock it down. Yeah. So you know, I know some some people like that about James Harden that he like tries to like find a way to like manipulate the rules or manipulate like like body positions and stuff like that. But honestly, from someone like I've watched a lot of Rockets games. I watch the Rockets a lot. Sometimes it's just like it's just hard to watch, you yeah, know. Like it makes it, it, it makes the game tough to watch. Yeah, because there's there's one thing to like search for contact. It's another thing to like be like grab someone's arm or like not like you know what I mean. Because sometimes like he'll he'll be looking for shooting fouls and it's like, bro, you weren't gonna shoot this shot. You literally just jumped up and tried to shoot a shot because you saw someone's hand there, but mm-hmm. you weren't in a position to try and shoot. Yeah, you weren't thinking about actually shooting from there, like you know. So it's certain things like that where you're looking at the game, you're like, you know. A foul is meant for like to be called whenever a defender is you know trying to play defense or doing something, and they like stop an offensive player from like being, getting the opportunity to score, so right? Like, giving them free throws, but it's like Through physical contact. Yeah, right. physical contact of like you know it, that's taking someone out of position that they would be in to score. You get to a point where it's like, yo, he wasn't even trying to score yet. Like he was just dribbling. Yeah, he wasn't trying you to know, score. He, he coming, wasn't trying to make a basketball. Yeah, move. he's not he trying to like, play. He's not trying to make a basket right now. He's like trying to get to the free throw line rather than like you know what I mean it's it's a whole different mentality rather than like I was trying to score and they hit me rather than I was trying to get here like I'm trying yeah to get I'm to trying the to get line. to the free throw line but I mean it gets the job done in the regular season man but yeah it I don't know if it'll get the job done in the playoffs and I think the Rockets put themselves in a bad position with being that six seed well at least before the season ended mm-hmm. being down in the six seed and potentially having to play like a Clippers in the second round. Um, I know they. I think they beat the Clippers twice already this season. Yeah. But we all know the playoffs is is a different story. Yeah, the Clippers might be different in the playoffs too. Like that matchup. Even though Paul George is a fraud. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. PG got a lot to answer for it. PG, this is a big year for PG too. Yeah, this is a huge Um, year for PG. In my opinion, with with PG, um, him choosing to go to the Clippers and team with Kawhi told me a little bit about where how PG he, is. Yeah, how he is mentally. Um, because I was I was always wondering if, like, PG saw himself, like, because, you know, as far as, like, height and, like, game-wise and all that stuff, like, I seen him, he, he you know, he guards LeBron. Yeah. He, guard, he guards Kawhi. Whenever he was playing against Kawhi, when he was like, okay, see, he was guarding him. He guards KD and all them. Like, they match up with each other. So I'm thinking, you know, he PG. He sees himself on that level. Yeah, PG is, like, one of those guys, like, maybe he can have a breakthrough Cause it like last year to start the year he was playing like on an MVP kind of level, yeah. And I'm like, all right, cool. So maybe we can see if PG is like one of these guys, like if he's like you know trying to fight within the Kawhis and KDs and LeBrons, like to find his little edge in there. 
and then you get to a point where he's like, hey, I'm a team with Kawhi, and everybody, everybody in the league is like, yeah, so Kawhi's one, he's two on that team. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, for th- sure. It wasn't even a second line. Yeah, no, yeah. No, one, no one even, like, you know, entertains the idea that they, you know, PG is one, a one in that situation. So I'm looking at him like, dang, man, like, that's where he's at with it. That's cool. That's cool if that's where he's at with it. I just thought PG was going to try and, like, be that guy. Cause like it's one thing teaming with a guard like KD and Kyrie or like yeah. you know when PG was with Russ and like or like a big or something like, like a, yeah, yeah or like a big or something but it's like teaming with another player who's pretty much your same position that yeah y'all could call PG a two guard but we all know he's a small four like yeah, he's, he's like six eight, yeah six nine like six eight like he's a tall guy like um and he's like just as big as Kawhi like you know what I mean there's no like we're not gonna act like he's a two just because he's playing a two for them like. We never considered him amongst the two guards. Like when we talk about two guards, it's talking about Clay's, Clay and Harden, Bradley Beal, James Harden. Those guys are the two guards. So, you know, right now he's just playing that position because like he's with Kawhi. But yeah, I mean, he hasn't been like, you know, like he has had a lot of like shortcomings in the NBA. Like PG has. um, So, you know, he has like uh, this is a big year for him just as far as like who he is and like what his legacy kind of looks like. If they like 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 I said, they if they got a ring. His his career looks different. Straight yeah, up. it definitely looks different. Like it yeah. just does. Like not saying that he's gonna look like a star. Like I think it, it's done for him as far as like being as far as like with like the KDs and yeah, like the, he's not up there. The Bronze and them, but his career definitely looks different. Like it, it just has that. Extra. Yeah, it's, it looks different with a ring. And I think personally about PG, like we talked about this in the group chat a couple of times. Like PG has all the tools to do everything, like to be that guy, bro. He has yeah. all the tools. Like he has everything you could ever add, want out of a player. He has the size, the length, the shooting ability, the handle, the defensive ability, yep. the the versatility. Like yeah, he's athletic. He, athleticism. You know, he has, he, yeah, he he's there. Like he has he has the full tools. He has everything. He has good handles. Even like if you ever watch him, he actually has good handles. Yeah, he got a smooth That's like, like very smooth handle. Like not not like saying he's Kyrie, but like I'm saying like he had a good step back. Like like his uh yeah like he has good snatches. Like all that stuff that he in his game is good, bro. So it's just interesting to see like where his career has gone. Like you're like man, you feel like he could have done more. Like you know in certain situations. So and then. I think to your point, him like kind of snuffing LeBron the year before mm-hmm. and not wanting to go to LA with LeBron. And I was like, okay, either this come down to either one or two things in his mind. Either he believes he's that guy in OKC and he's like, yeah, I don't need LeBron to be great or to win a championship and I'm just going to be that guy in OKC. Or for me, it's like he was just scared of the spotlight. Like, he didn't want to be yeah. LeBron's number two. Yeah. Like, he didn't want that pressure of, you know LeBron's going to perform. Like, regardless of whoever's out on the court with him, you know LeBron's going to put up numbers. He's yeah. going to do what he has to do to win the game. Or is he going to provide enough support and come through when you need that number two to come through? Yeah. And I think – I don't know if he wanted that pressure or not because we all knew he wanted – he was a Lakers fan. I don't care what PG was talking about. <laughs> he wore number 24. 24 when he came in the he league, He grew bro. up in Palmdale. That man was – bro, we know people from L.A. Ain't nobody a Clippers fan in L.A. who's really from yeah, L.A., bro. bro. We like, went to L.A. last year as, with the squad, bro. I'm going to tell you, man, there's not a lot of love for the Clippers out in L.A., In L.A., real L.A. niggas don't <laughs> fuck with the Clippers, bro. Don't fuck bro. with the Clippers at all, bro. So we all know that PG – was a Laker fan, regardless of what he said in that interview. That nigga did not grow up no Clippers fan, because who the fuck were you cheering for, bro? The Clippers wasn't doing nothing until yeah. Lob City, bro. Yeah, like, exactly. And you was already in the league by then, so that, that has to stop. Bro. And then 
Kawhi, Kawhi already admitted that he was a Lakers fan, but he just wanted to do his own thing, which was cool. Like, yeah, that's cool. Whatever. Cool, do your thing, bro. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, for PG, like, yeah, some people are scared that LeBron like, like being next to LeBron doesn't is easy, man. Yeah, it's not easy. You know, because you got like PG and you next to LeBron and y'all don't win. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you got to answer for some stuff, bro. For yeah, real. for sure. It's not going to be like, okay, see where we, we just kind of just let that go. Yeah, they just let it fly, bro. Just, like, and everybody's like, all right, whatever. And that's what that's another thing. Like, that OKC series with the the uh, the Blazers. Jazz. Oh, the Jazz, yeah. They Like, we kind of just let – and then even the, the Blazers, like, those two series, they just kind of let that fly, bro. Like, yeah, bro. They should have won both of those series. They were I'm the better you. team in both of those series, in my opinion, yeah, bro. Yeah, I like, mean, like, they – like. Paul, in both those series, Paul George was supposed to be the best player. And then Paul George, and the thing is, in both of those series, there was nobody that should have been able to guard Paul George. No. Like, Joe Ingles should not have been giving you problems, no. bro. And then who on the Blazers? Rodney is, Hood. Rodney Hood is not should not be able no, to check you, bro. There's, there's like, no reason for that, bro. There should be there's absolutely 0%. There's no reason that you shouldn't have taken over those whole series, bro. And then, like, the mentality thing. The interview after the game when he was like, oh, that's a bad shot. I don't care what you say, it's a bad shot. Like we know Dame been hitting those shots, bro. Like don't I, I don't care what I don't care what shot it is, bro. If it's that little time left, you need to be up on you. You need dude. to up and you know Dame. Like it's yeah. Dame, bro. You know he shoot like he's curry light, bro. Yeah, like he's, he's diet gonna, curry, he's bro. He's that. he's gonna shoot from <laughs> deep. He's hit game winners before. You know, you know Dame's vibe. He and then if you go back and watch the tape. He had no intention of driving to the basket, like no. zero, none. There yeah, was they weren't initiating the offense at all. At all, no he, picks came, nothing. Nothing. So you know he's coming to try. I so you, I just, I just don't get like he was just standing there, like oh, like just giving him space. I'm like, bro, you might as well be all the way up on that. Force man. that man off the line, bro. Yeah, like, exactly. Because you don't want him to have a comfortable shot. You don't want him to be able to walk into a shot, which you just let him just stand there and do. But like, even if he was in like anywhere on the court, you don't want it to be comfortable. You want to like influence what he's doing. Yeah, you want to like do. You're, it. you're a good enough defender to know that, bro. And then you're he damn six foot one being generous, bro. Yeah. Like, so and you're six eight, six nine, bro, with the length and the exactly, defensive ability, bro. bro, and the athleticism. Like, you gotta. You're bigger than him. Like he he shouldn't be. You know what I mean? Like there's certain things you should have done. And yeah, it's just a mentality, bro. It's like it's one of those things where it's like, you know, like. When we talk about guys who are the ghosts, even when we talk about guys like, you know, we, neither one of us are like the the, the Jordan stands or like, you know, that certain people are. Yeah, definitely you know, not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm <laughs> definitely not one of y'all Jordan stands. But like when it comes to guys like that, when they see another star player and they have to guard them for the last shot or something like that, bro, they on them. They yeah, on them. you I, on I, them. I you hounded Kobe, them. I seen like, Kobe like on them. I seen Kobe like and MJ niggas, and all these guys who tried to guard another star player when it's down, down to – Crunch time, you. Crunch time, you gotta make them beat you rather than just like, all right, I'll live with that. Yeah, like, like it's no. I'll live. Yeah, it's no living with anything, bro. Like no, I'm making everything hard, right there, bro. Like no with it, you know? I'm making everything hard. You can shoot it from half court, and I'm gonna make that whole hard, yeah, bro. Man. Like I'm not gonna just let you shoot a wide open jumper. Yeah, I can't. I can't get with that. That's one of those ones. Like I just, I don't get that. Man, but to wrap up, I think we can do something a little fun, man. Me and him can go back and forth and just kind of give our quote-unquote predictions of what we think is going to happen in each series as they stand right now because we don't know if they're going to finish the regular season go straight to the playoffs True. so we can start um we can start in the eastern conference man and just kind of give your your prediction of who wins how many games and then just like a brief i guess overview of how you think the series is gonna go all right um First matchup, we're going to go with a Milwaukee and Orlando. Okay, I definitely think Milwaukee's going to win. Maybe Orlando can grab one, but I'm guessing it's going to be a sweep. Um, but I will say 
one of the things about Orlando that is significant. I remember last year they took one against the Raptors. The Raptors, yeah. Um, which people weren't expecting. But the thing about uh, almost Orlando, two, yeah, almost two. The thing about Orlando is they they're actually kind of built like the Raptors, where they have a lot of length around yeah. the court. Um, Jonathan Isaac is really really, really tall for it. For He's it. like the lead leading shock blocker right now. Yeah, so like you guys, you got guys like that. Vucevic is a, a true big. Um, Gordon. Yeah, Gordon. Aaron Gordon is another guy who's bigger, athletic guy. So they have they have size on that team, which is just one of those things where like you're looking at it just on a pure standpoint. If you're gonna try and stop Giannis, like maybe get those guys to try and wall up on them and stuff like that is maybe a great chance. But the talent on the Bucks is just superior. Like they don't. The Magic can't keep up with the shooting that they have around Giannis, and the Bucks are also a good defensive team, and they don't have nearly the offensive talent on the Magic. So I'm gonna go with the Bucks real quick, and I think four. If if they can grab one, they can grab one. But in my opinion, it's gonna be a four. Fact. What about you for that one? I agree. I think Bucks and four. I think. I think it'll be one game that maybe goes down to the wire, goes to overtime. That could have gone either way, but I think the Bucks will find a way to pull it out. And it really probably should be a series that goes five, like you said, um, with the Orlando Magic having so much length, especially in their bigs. Now, I, I think it'll just come down to, like, guard play. Yeah. Like, Orlando's guards just aren't You're not on up to par, like, yeah. to be able to hold it down. Yeah. And I think I, – I hope the best for Fultz, but right now he's not there as far as, like, being able to be on that level. I think Giannis is just, like, an unstoppable force yeah. for a team like that, bro. I just don't think – Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's in the cards for them. So, I think Bucks and four. So, um, I'll go ahead and talk about Toronto and Brooklyn real quick. Now, it's already been confirmed by KD himself that he is not coming back this season no matter what happens. So, yeah. if this season continues on and they finish the playoffs, KD said he will not be coming back. So, it will probably end up being Kyrie and the rest of that group there with, like, Spencer Dinwiddie and Joe Harris and Karis LeVert yeah. and those guys. And I think – that should be an interesting series. I think Toronto is just more cohesive as a team. Yeah. And I think – I don't think that the um, the Nets have really an answer for Pascal. Oh, no. I think Pascal has just, like, evolved his game to where he's, he's so, like, unpredictable. Like, you don't really know – he can do a little bit of everything, but you don't really know what he's going to do at any yeah. one given moment. I think – that can help him, and I think that hurts him, but I think it would help him in this series because yeah. they don't really have a four-man who can, like, yeah. match up with Pascal and, like... See, that would be a great time for them to have KD. KD would be a good person to, like, you yeah. can use to match up with him a little bit yeah, and make it tough for him on the other end, too. But right now, Pascal, like you said, Pascal's game is, is versatile. Um, if you try to put a smaller guy on him, he's just going to attack them at the hoop. That's, yep. We saw that with Golden State. Where like they didn't, we didn't have any real bigs. Like Golden State didn't have any real bigs in that series. Exactly. And he was just killing them at, killing the hoop, him at the hoop. Killing them at the hoop. Bro, like, and then if you try to use a real big, he's gonna draw him stretch out. Stretch him he can out, shoot. yeah. And he's either gonna shoot or he's gonna drive by him because yeah, he has a little blow bit by of a handle because they have like, to stretch out so far. So, so I that's think, a tough one. I would. I think it's gonna be a tough series actually for Toronto. I think it could. Uh, it could go six. I was gonna say six. I was yeah. gonna say six too. So. So yeah, but I still think Toronto got it. Like you said, more cohesive. I think they're, they have the advantage coaching-wise. Nick Nurse is a better coach. Nick Nurse is a better coach. I think Kyle Lowry will probably be big in that series defending Kyrie. Oh, um, yeah. That's going yeah, to be a tough one. Van Vliet off the bench is going to give yeah give boys problems. There's a lot of – Norman Powell. Yeah, they have a good – like, Toronto's a great defensive unit. Um, 
one of their guys who doesn't get a lot of shout out uh, OG. Yeah, OG Ananobi is great defender. Is a great defender on yeah, the wing. So they, they have a lot of good defenders. Uh, Ibaka's there still. Uh, Marcus Gasol's there. You know what I mean? Like they had a size down low for any like to you know just protect the rim. Um, and they already got the length on the perimeter. So you know they have good defenders and everybody's there and like most pretty much everyone on their starting lineup can shoot. So you know you just have to you know it's a different kind of game. You know when you have guys who can spread you out and also can all defend at the, like their position. So. For sure. Um, next one would be Boston and the 76ers. Now, we talked a little bit about this one earlier, so we didn't going to give a full, full breakdown. But I think I think this is a seven-game series. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Oh, yeah. I think this is an easy <laughs> seven-game series, yeah. man. Like, and I think I'm going to go with the upset, man. I'm going to go 76ers and seven, man. I think Joel is just tired of the nonsense, bro. I think Joel <laughs> is just going to abuse whoever they put on him. Yeah, I think I, I think it's going to be a tough one for, for Boston dealing with Joel. Joel Joel's shown us that he can he can be a beast, you know, like he can really he can really turn it up. So if he if he gets against Boston, Boston is not the type of team that can bother him, I don't think. Yeah. Um like I remember Toronto gave him some problems. Toronto gave him and Giannis some problems cuz they're so big They're down so low. long too. They're really. so long and they just like they have a guy who's long who can follow him a perimeter and then they have bigs who can stand in the middle. Um so Philly's a Philly though is not a well-constructed team. Nope. Uh, not for Joel, at least, especially um, because, you know, Ben is still there. He still can't shoot. Ben Horford wants to be at the there. hoop. Yeah. Horford is there. He wants to be close to the basket. Tobias kind of wants to be in the mid-range. Yeah. So, I, but I just think that length will just overwhelm them. So, I say Philly in, in seven. What yeah, about you? I, I'm with, yeah, I'm with Philly on that one. Uh, I just feel like Philly just has the edge there. Um, just because, yeah, like we said, I just don't think they just have a matchup for Joel. Like, Tatum is is you know a really good player for Boston. Like he's he's been hooping really well this year. But they have like Philly has more of a natural matchup for him. They have yep. more more guys to like. Yeah, they got him. bodies to throw at him. Yeah, man. to th- throw at him compared to what what they have to throw at Joel. You can put Josh Richardson on him. You can yeah uh, put Josh uh, Richardson a really good defender. You can put Josh Richardson on him. You can put Tobias on him. Ben. And then Ben on him. You can you can put a lot of different guys on him, but. Okay, so let's we talked about Miami and Indiana a lot too. I think yeah. I think that goes Miami in a tough six. Yeah, I think I think Miami I, I'm with you on that one too. I'm with you on Miami, uh beating Indiana. I think about six. It could do seven. Um it could yeah, they could do seven. I could see that, like them having to close that at home. But I, I would I would go Miami. I promise we're not doing this on purpose. <laughs> yeah. We just got similar minds as yeah, far as, far as, as like, the way these go. As far as the way these series are going. And then and the first round is kind of like. Yeah, the first round is a lot less upsets than you would expect anyway. Yeah, so we're going to move on to the, the second round. So we got uh, Milwaukee and Miami in the second round. Oof. And that's a that's a tough series, man. I think I think I would go Milwaukee in a, in a really, really hard five or six. Like yeah. kind of how – Kind of how 2012 was. Like, a lot of people don't remember that 2012 uh, Miami versus OKC was a tight series, even though it only ended in five. The only yeah. the, the last game was the only blowout. Yeah. But the rest of the games were really, really tight, and I think that's kind of how this series could go. I think just like the series before, I think Milwaukee just has too much talent, and Miami's not as long as, uh, like, or- Orlando is. So I think Giannis yeah. would just kind of – yeah. Caused way too many issues for their bigs. Yeah, and during the season they had one game where Giannis struggled a little bit because Bam was defending him well. But then he they had another game earlier in the year where he didn't have any problems at all against yeah. them. So 
Um, I think it's it's kind of kind of be part of their environment, like how their shooters are gonna hit, like the Bucks and stuff like that. But Giannis is still the best player in that series, you know. And like just like we said with the other things, it's about matchups and like there's more people to match up against Jimmy Butler mm-hmm. on the uh, Bucks than there are people to match up against Giannis on the on the, on heat. the heat. Yep. Like if he gets if he gets Bam in foul trouble like or anything like that, it, I mean it's gonna be a long yeah. day for the rest of the squad. Like because no one else is a natural guard for him, and Giannis has been on one this year. You know, like I don't know if he, how much y'all been paying attention, but Giannis has been yeah, like Giannis is on a real back to back MVP yeah, type back to back MVP pace. So, so um, if he keeps that up, like I I think they got him. I I would say um, six. It would be my natural feeling, but like you said, just because it ends in five doesn't mean it's not competitive. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm gonna say six with the Milwaukee Miami, but I'm still going Milwaukee. I'm gonna um, go five to five. Yeah. So, um, next one would be Toronto and Philly again. Rematch of Toronto and Philly. Yeah. I think I think Toronto. Or I think Philly get them this time. That's yeah. That's the scary thing. There's no Kawhi this time. Yeah. No Kawhi this time. There's no Jimmy either. And that's that's the thing about it. I think people forget that we. A couple bounces away from <laughs> Philly going to the finals. Yeah, Philly could have been in that, been in there. You know, not I mean? Toronto. Things would have so. changed out a lot. You know, um, but I think Philly. I do think Philly can beat this Toronto team. They still are tough inside on for Joel. That's the that's the tough part. It's really yeah. gonna be a lot on Ben. Yeah, it's gonna that. I think Ben is gonna be the X factor in that series because yeah. I think which is scary. That's a little scary because. <laughs> If it come down to the stretch and it's a tight game, man, I don't know. I don't want him at the free throw line. I don't want him taking no jump shots. Like he's gonna have to just dominate somebody, whoever's matched up with him down low. I'm assuming it'll be Pascal. Yeah. I'm assuming they would put Pascal on him because obviously they're not gonna have Kyle Lowry. And then like, what do you do with like Kyle Lowry and like Norman Powell in that series, bro? Because like they too small. Like yeah. Kyle. Like Kyle, like who is Kyle Lowry guarding in the starting lineup? Like yeah, Josh but Richardson. Yeah, but yeah, if you put him on Josh. Um, that, then that just makes it awkward for everybody else because, like, you're looking at Norman Powell's, like, is he going to guard Ben? Is he going to guard can, Tobias? Tobias, like, like he's definitely not going to guard. Like, if he guards Tobias, which is probably the best matchup for him because, like you said, they probably want Pascal to be on uh, ben. ben, yeah. Um, Either Pascal or OG. Yeah, and then, like, you, you put it in a situation where it's like, who's, uh, like, who's, like, like who? Yeah, who's just gonna match up with who? Because Horford's on the court too. Yeah, Horford's on the he's court. He's a big, yeah. he's a big guy to, to kind of deal with. It depends on how they how they do things. If I mean, if if I was Philly, like I don't like the way that Philly's been playing. Me either. Like I, I think Philly, Philly's biggest thing. Well, they have two things. Uh, they probably need to get a new coach. Um, from what I've seen, their their last two playoff runs, um, them this season. The coaching is just not there. Yeah, I think they've been outcoached yeah. handily in most series. But, yeah, exactly. Um, I think what it's going to come down to is, like, I'm really just going off the best player in the series, and I think Joel is the best player in the series, and I think – Yeah. So, when I when it comes to the best player in the series, I'm probably going to take that player nine times out of ten unless you have a situation like Golden State versus, like, Cleveland where LeBron's like, the, obviously the best player in that series. But yeah, but it's like there's so many – There's so many other, like, okay, yeah, LeBron's the best player, but then – Two through seven is all on the other team, bro. Yeah. Like, then, then, then it's a tough one. Then it's a tough one. So, I would go. I would go Philly in seven again. I think I'm gonna do Philly in six. Philly in six. Um, yeah, I think I think Philly can get would get them in like six. Okay. Um, yeah, but Toronto's that doesn't mean you know I I still think Toronto's a beast of a team yeah, right now. Toronto's a great they team. just they just need maybe another year for Pascal to take that next step as far as, like, being a star. 
into like that like you know higher star range like that bigger all-star kind of guy for them to be better because you know right now i just don't feel like him being the best player on that team is like enough yeah for what they're trying to and do. i think weirdly enough i think they need a wing score like they just had with Kawhi, like somebody yeah. give the ball and get out the way because pascal's not really a guy where you give him the ball and get out yeah. the way he's yeah. gonna go get a bucket like yeah, that's not his game they need a Kawhi, ironically but yeah um yeah, I think Philly in a tough six. And then I think Milwaukee and Philly in the conference finals, I think Milwaukee hands them a fat L. Yeah, I think Milwaukee sent them home. I think five. Five, easy five, yeah, bro. Yeah, I think like, it's going to be a five. And that's mostly based on they're just better coached. Yeah, like, they're just better coached. They're a better team, more Mike talent. Mike Budenholzer is so much of a better coach um, like right now. Like yeah. Brett Brown, like it's just – like the way that the Milwaukee plays is just so much more fluid. They have a real system involved. It's not so much guessing. Yep. Philly has some games where it's like you don't know what kind of yeah, offense they're running. On. Like it's like it, some games it's like Ben just wants to like control the game so much. Other games it's just Joel. Some games like they just like it seems like they can't get their spacing right. It's like bro, when I watch Milwaukee, it's like you know they, like it, it kind of helps having one star because they're like okay everything's going through Giannis. it's a well-oiled machine yeah spread out everything going through Giannis. you know how we moving the ball around like you know everything like that so it's it's, it's just much more simple and it looks just more smoother all right so, so we got milwaukee, in, the milwaukee in our finals in the 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 east now we will say this the west will probably go a little bit faster for me because i think those series are a little bit more decisive yeah, like the east forward. is kind of wide open yeah so one one and eight LA and four, no issues, yeah, no problems. No, Memphis don't got nothing. Not for even really no, nothing to talk no, about, yeah, bro. They don't like got for they don't got nothing for AD. They don't got nothing for LeBron <laughs> or AD. So I think that's that's a quick one. LA and four, two the two seven matchup. Now, I think that's pretty interesting, man, because Dallas got some shit, man. If uh, yeah. if KP is healthy, man, Dallas, Dallas got some Dallas shit. Dallas got some shit, but they not, I don't think they're ready for the. They're Clippers not ready yet. though. So, but the Clippers don't like. Let me be real. The Clippers don't want to face Dallas. You no. know what I'm saying? Like they rather had not. Played them, play yeah, you know, but yeah, they just not ready yet. But Luca got that thing on him, yeah, you know, Luca got Luka, the thing on him. Luca gonna be pulling. KP's you know? just a matchup nightmare yeah. for any team. Yeah. Like if you KP's got a seven a footer who can shoot like that and move like that, yeah, and now he done put on some muscles, so he kind of moving niggas around. So yeah. so KP, be a KP could be a problem. I think the Clippers in like five. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go clip. I'm gonna go Clippers in six. Six. Now, I think I, I just feel like Dallas has a chance to give them a, just a little bit of a, like, not a real scare, but just like a little just bit enough, of, you yeah. know, just enough to just show, show that they're here. True. Um, let's see. And then we got Denver and Houston. Ugh. Oof. Ooh. I think, for me, uh, we talked about both these teams already. I think I'm going to go with Houston, though. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Houston in seven. I think they're going to do kind of similar to what happened with Denver and uh, Portland last year. Okay, yeah. They go a full-length series back and forth. But I think uh, Denver just missing – like, it's just that Jamal Murray is not on that level yet. So that that's what, like – because we saw at the end of the game, like, at some of those games, like, Jokic was tired. You mm-hmm. know, he playing, like, heavy games where he playing – they had that game that went into however many overtimes. Like, it was like three overtimes, Bro, I think, like, and Jokic was just worn yeah, out. But once you go to, like, a certain amount with, with a guy that big, and he's just not in, like, the best, like, shape that way. So, like, Houston loves to run, run around. Like, he's going to be having to guard, like, a smaller player and do all that stuff. Um, and it just helps having a guard, like, you know, that can get go get it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and Jamal's good. Like, he's just not on that level yet. Right. 
you know, hopefully we don't see another one of those situations with Harden where he's just not showing up, though. I think I think I'm just going to put – this is pretty much all faith. I really don't have no reasoning for this, but I'm just going to go Denver in seven. So, all right. I'm going to go Denver in seven. I think that Jokic is just going to take the series over. I think they're well coached enough to yeah. – get around the small issues on the defensive end and like having to chase around like PJ Tucker and yeah. niggas like that. So I think I'm going to go Denver in seven. Yeah, um, they have good defense. They have good defenders on Denver. That's what, one thing I do like. It's like their defenders are good. So this is, a, this is our first split. This is the only one I think we haven't <laughs> we, agreed yeah, we on. Yeah, we didn't agree. Um, four or five matchup, Utah and OKC. I'll go OKC in six. I think I'm going to go Utah. In that one, I, I like earlier. I had like earlier in the year, I thought that OKC um, was on, but like with Utah, I feel like that matchup in particular. Um, I like I would have thought OKC matched up better with Denver. Yeah, um, I can like see they that. They would have been like a little bit of a problem for Denver in a way, like where you have like a true big, like a Stephen Adams, like guarding Jokic and stuff like that. But like when you have like uh, Utah and OKC, um, because Stephen Adams isn't a real offensive threat mm-hmm. you got a guy like rudy can kind of roam the paint like get his blocks in stuff like that only reason i'm hesitant with utah is because they had the falling out because of the co- corona stuff yeah now i'm like bro i don't know if they team chemistry is all the way there on the bro. right I don't know yeah if the boys even talking boys to each not other fucking with uh, rudy right now no they... high fives or nothing like that bro so boys i don't know nothing. about their chemistry right now i think man honestly this is this is this year is probably my favorite version of cp since he was in New Orleans. Like, I've never been the biggest CP fan. I've always respected what he's done for the game and, like, his greatness on point guard, like, being a point guard. But yeah. I think this is my favorite version of CP since New Orleans. Like, yeah. I just love the way he's playing. I think Shake, I love the way Shake Gilgis is playing. Yeah. I think Steven Adams is really physical, and I think he's going to give problems to Gobert. Yeah. Now, granted, what's going to happen with playing with Gobert and Mitchell and stuff like that. And like you said, the team chemistry. But – I'm yeah. gonna go OKC and six, like a pretty pretty tough six. So. Yeah, and I'm gonna go Utah and six. So that's way. another split for us. Um, so I guess I can go with my next round matchups, which would be LA and OKC. I think LA handles them boys in five. Yeah, yeah. pretty easy five. Um, I think they'll probably slack off one game or like and just kind of give one away. But I think LA will get it done in five. No issues. Um, my second round, the Clippers and who else? Denver. Yeah. yeah, I said the Clippers and Denver. I think that's a tough series, but I think the Clippers get it done just because they don't really have nobody for PG and Kawhi. Like they don't have anybody to guard them dudes. Like Will Barton is not checking either of them niggas. Yeah, that's and facts. I think the team defense as a whole would just like cause them problems. So. Um, I'm gonna go Clippers in in uh in five as well, and then we got the Battle of LA for the championship, and I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Lakers in seven. But we can well I think we coming to the same conclusion, bro. Yeah. So we can talk about that after I let you get your shit yeah, off. Yeah, uh, yeah, I have I have Lakers um I have Lakers against the uh, Jazz, and then Lakers just mop the boys up. Uh, Jazz just don't got nothing for LeBron, bro. Nothing. Like, they don't, they don't got nothing for LeBron, bro. Like, I'm sorry. It's just that's how it is. I remember watching the like, Jazz play the Rockets, um, 
And I was like, oh, they just don't have nobody to guard Harden. And I was like, LeBron's going to be even worse because, like, Harden wasn't even playing at his best. And I was like, y'all don't have nobody to guard him. And, like, LeBron's just going to attack, attack, attack them. They don't have to get, like, they if they play a certain way, Rudy might not be able to be on the floor because if yep. he gets keep getting put in the pick and roll, he's going to be useless. Yep. Um. So, yeah, you're gonna, that's just going to be one that I think they can knock them out in five. Utah might get one. They might sweep them, honestly, but Utah could get one. Um. And what the Clippers and, and Rockets for me, uh, that's a tough one. I think that's a tough series. I think the Clippers are gonna go six again, um, but I think they beat them. I think even though the Rockets won the regular season matches, I think playoff Clippers are gonna be much more on it, and you know, you know, they're gonna figure things out. They're gonna have different methods of trying to stop them. Um, the Clippers can be big without being too big. So, like, a guy like Montrez Harrell, yeah, he's can, gonna he, be a, he can be on the court. Yeah, he can guard a P.J. Tucker. He can guard yeah, Jeff he, Green. Yeah, with no problems. And, and, no problem. and he's going to be a beast on the boards. Yeah. Like, those guys aren't. So, it's going to be one of those things where he's getting offensive rebounds and stuff like that. It's going to be hard to keep him off the boards. So, he could be a big X factor in a series like that where it's, like, the guys who aren't, like, the stars, but, like, he can really make a change. So, I'm taking the Clippers in that one. And then, yeah, now we're in the Western Conference Finals. We're talking about the, the L.A., Battle of L.A. Battle of L.A., I think. Like I said, a lot of this is all faith, man, my faith in LeBron, but I'm going Lakers in seven. Yeah, like, I, I have a lot of faith in LeBron to do to do it. Um, I think the Lakers are actually going to take them boys out in six. I think, I, I think um, you know, just like what we were saying earlier, um, some people are on a mission this year, and I think LeBron is one of them. Yeah. And I think LeBron, yeah. he kind of said it. Like, he, he was kind of on a mission. I think that that he's really, like, wanting that L.A. matchup. Like, yeah, I he, think he wants to go out and show some things. Because some people were talking crazy last year. You know, with LeBron's first time, like, he had been out. He had That was the first time he had a long injury. And first time he wasn't in the playoffs in forever. And now, you know, he's ready. Like, and he was hooping like he was ready to, for, for everything. He had been playing way better defense this year. He led the league in assists this year. He been on his thing. Point guard Braun came out of it. Came out Facts. to show us like for real. I am the best passer in the league. Like yeah, he said. Fuck, <laughs> whatever he y'all said, been talking about, y'all right, Whatever y'all, whoever y'all was debating me with, bro. Yeah, they not in the conversation, bro. Man, yeah, so that's gonna be an interesting one. But yeah, I think the Lakers got him. So I'm, I'm looking my finals as Lakers Bucks. Mine too. Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, the matchup with the Clippers, I think it's just my faith in LeBron, and I think. Part of it is I think the Clippers have had tougher series to start with. Yeah. Like, so I think that that might grind them down a little bit, going six or seven games two times in a row. Yeah. Um, right before you get to the Lakers, I think the Lakers having a sweep and then like a five-game series or possibly a sweep. Because I think even if you take Utah over Denver, I think the Lakers are probably sweeping or beating five, them in five, either yeah. of those two teams. So – Plus, in this situation, like it's no, it's no, you know, rest for yeah. like guys like Kawhi and PG, yeah, who are constantly nagging injuries, like exactly. it's always a shoulder here, ankle, or a, ankle. a leg, yeah. whatever. It's up, something is always up, and like people were saying that with Kawhi last year, like towards the end of the finals, he started to like show like he was a little hobbled. Yeah, you could tell. You, you could tell. T- yeah, you could tell. And I'm like, yeah, because he was playing long series, long series with Philly, long series with. Uh, the Bucks and stuff like that, you know, you playing like a lot of series back to back and you can't rest. Like he, you know, during the season, he has those times where he can rest and stuff like that. But in the playoffs, like you really need him for every game. So yep. 
and you're playing heavier minutes because, you know, they, they shorten the Your rotation. rotations get smaller. You're only playing probably seven guys. Yeah, bro, seven, like, eight guys at most. You know what I mean? Like, so you're looking at it. Um, and when it gets to that, like, I mean, I, I have no reason to believe that neither one of them is going to have something. You know what I mean? Like, it's always something with one of them to getting hurt somewhere through it. Yeah. And all that playing, like, all those, all those games and stuff like that, I just feel like they're going to get worn down, like, more likely than the Lakers would be. And I just like like I just think like like I said, LeBron is on a different different wave right now. Like he he wants he wants something different right now. Like he he really wants this one. I think that I could and just just to clear the record, just so we know how to record straight, man. Nobody has nothing for LeBron, bro. Kawhi don't have has never had anything <laughs> for LeBron. Yeah, yeah, Kawhi, yeah. Paul George, none of them niggas have had ever had anything, anything for LeBron, bro. for LeBron. So yeah, LeBron's gonna do his thing. No one walking around the NBA right now has ever had anything in a bag for LeBron. Do not like, start with that. Yeah, don't I'm not start doing with that. I'm not like doing we're that. not doing that shit today. <laughs> I'm not and, doing that, bro. <laughs> and then I think the key to the series is Anthony Davis because I don't think the Clippers have anybody who can legit guard him. Yeah. it's either gonna be if he doesn't perform, it's gonna be in his head. Bro, it's on him, yeah. I mean, a lot of AD stuff is on him. Like, AD has like a lot of tools, but my biggest thing with AD is like, but he's in a role that I think is really good for him because I don't think AD is like the guy who you just build your team around. Yeah. Um, but he's not in that situation right now, so he has a really good situation being with LeBron, where it's like, yo, you don't have to be the dude. We're not gonna run the whole offense, offense through, through you. you yeah. You know, all that stuff. Like, get get catch the ball in your spots. You know, do your face up, do your pick and pops, do your everything that you do well, do that shit well. Um, you know, try and you know affect the game on the defensive side too. But yeah, you got to get down there and bang with them, bust for them rebounds and all that stuff. Yeah, like you, you can't, can't be afraid of that. Like you know, yeah, and that's what people been there. saying. Like AD doesn't like doing all that stuff, but because he doesn't like playing center. Yeah, he doesn't like, like playing five. But I think if he plays the five, that's. That's what they need. That's where, like, that's where they're going to create a matchup you really nightmare. You don't want JaVale really. on the court that long. Yeah, you don't want JaVale and Dwight Howard on the court for that long. They can give you a couple five, six minutes here and there, bro, yeah. but you don't want them niggas playing extended minutes, bro. Never. Like, So, AD, you're just going to have to suck that shit up, bro, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, and play I'm that sorry, fire, bro. bro, and create the, a – The Clippers are the Clippers are deep, but like you said, the rotation shorts, but, like, you got a Lou Wills coming off the bench. Yeah, Trez like, Harrell. Trez and, and all that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's some, it's some guys coming off that bench. So, you know, I got to be ready for that, you know, to, to be able to handle that. So, we got Bucks and, Bucks and Lakers, man. And I think this, the moral of this, this finals is kind of going to be similar to the moral of the 2012 finals with OKC. I just think Giannis is too young. It's not his turn right now. Yeah, not yet. And I think eventually those those role players are going to let him down. I think Chris Middleton, one of those those guys, are going to end up letting him down in, that, in a series like that. And yeah. I think the Lakers have the length to create a wall and have problems for Giannis at the rim. Yeah. So, and I think LeBron, they don't have anybody to match up with LeBron. So, yeah. Like Chris Middleton is not guarding LeBron, so like we say, if you don't have nothing, nothing nobody in the league has anything in their bag for LeBron, LeBron bro. Knows, like man. including Kawhi. So, <laughs> um, I think this is just gonna be kind of 2012 remade all over again. I think it's a young Bucks team. Yeah. Well, not really a young team. Really, Giannis is kind of the only Giannis young one. Giannis is like the young one, yeah. But the a young star yeah. emerging, but it's just not your turn yet, bro. Like. Yeah. KD had his turn. Now, whether you're right, wrong, whatever you want to think about it, KD had his turn when he came yeah. to uh, to Golden State. But yeah, 
now like LeBron's the big bro yeah. and Giannis is little bro and yeah. he just go show a lot of yeah, little bro. Is young. he's 25 yeah. 26 like you know he's he's about to come into this prime next year I'm sure he, like he, he might be a favorite to go get it depending on what the Bucks do um Giannis the Golden State yeah, hey man State. If, that, if that happens that's a whole different that's a whole different that's his time really to go grab them rings because like you look at the other guys like the Kawhi's and Kawhi like 30 Bron is like in his mid 30s now yeah. like you know, like all the guys, PG is like thirty, KD, Steph, all them are like right hitting thirty. Giannis is younger, and they didn't really they, like twenty seven is when they started getting their rings and getting into that finals bag. So that's that's where he's coming into it. You know. And you know what I just thought about? Like, there's nobody. I think once LeBron kind of simmers down, like there's nobody in Giannis's age range that is on a similar level to him everybody's either way a lot younger than him yeah. or a lot older than him like yeah. he's like in the 25 26 range everybody's either 30 or up like steph lebron Kawhi, kd all those guys are 30 and up and everybody else like the bookers and the tatums and the like Lucas, Lucas, and all them—they're like twenty, twenty-one years yeah, old. Like young, they, man. so I think Giannis might have like a three or four-year window yeah. where he's just gonna be like that nigga. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, it, it's it's on him. Yeah, um, maybe the only person who maybe is Joel. Yeah, Joel, but he Joel has to stay has healthy. To, yeah, Joel has to stay healthy, and Philly has to figure out what they're gonna do with him because they either gotta move him or like yeah, they gonna have to they gotta have to move him or Simmons pretty soon, man. They can't, they just can't work together yeah. and Simmons has kind of shown that he doesn't really care to work on his shot yeah. which I mean whatever do what you do but <laughs> like mean, yeah whatever but he has to be in a situation I think Simmons can only be in a situation successfully like how Giannis is right now just put let him play a five quote-unquote like and put a bunch of shooters around him and then just let him be the initiator of all the offense yeah. but um yeah I think no one, I, yeah, like you said, there's no one else in his time yet. Like in his time, like right now, that's on his level. Um, so it might be his time. Like literally after this year, it might be his time, bro, to just kind of shine. It, it depends on what the Bucks do. Like you can't win the championship by yourself. Yeah, of course we already know that. But if he goes to a situation like 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 we talk about with like a potential Golden State situation, I heard the Mavs really want him. If he gets if he teams with Luca and them, that's that's yeah. A, if he teams up with Luca, that's a whole different a, type of problem. That's an international <laughs> fucking uh, problem. That's going to be. Brexit, yeah. all kind of yeah, just issues, all, all bro. Their, all yeah, kind of exactly. international they got, issues, they got bro. A whole, like European squad over there with, but, with all of them, but yeah, that that could be a whole different bag. But this year, I just don't think it's it's there for him. But I think it's his year to go to the finals, experience that. You know, that's good. That that'd be a good. That's a good step for him. So I think I think that series ends with Lakers in six, and I think LeBron gets his his fourth ring. He. I mean, for me, he's already goaded. Like, yeah, yeah. if you just ask me my personal opinion, he he's already goaded. He doesn't need it, but he he gets his fourth ring. He solidifies his goat argument a little bit more. He gets one for the Lakers, which I think is huge. And then also winning a finals and winning a finals MVP for three different teams, bro. Like, that's, yeah, that's I don't think anybody's different. ever done that shit before. So. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, actually, I know for a fact nobody's ever done that. So, winning a finals and winning a finals MVP for three different franchises, man, there's a lot to say about that shit. So, yeah. especially when they just mean more when it's the Lakers, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. them Lakers rings just mean a little bit more, bro. Like, yeah, man. So, man, that's – I think that's it. What you think about it, man? How do yeah. you think that series is going to go, like, as yeah, far as the Yeah, I think, I, think this, I think this series is just going to – it's just going to be – we've seen LeBron when he gets into those series, the finals. He, you know – 
Let's besides that one series, like besides Dallas, like bro, he just goes crazy. Like yeah. he just it's just on a different level, like impossible to contain. He offense, defense, everything, like he just he just starts showing out. So Facts. I think that's just gonna be like I said, I think it's gonna be a learning experience for Giannis again. Like last year I feel like he got one. This year I feel like when he gets to the finals and he kinda plays against these guys, can kinda see, you know, what what what's up with it. Um and hopefully like this offseason he'll he'll have time to like work on his game and you know do different things because he just needs little tweaks here and there he's already an mvp so yeah that's where i'm at all right man well that's all we got for you boys today man i just want to thank uh everybody who tuned in to listen to this first episode with us man on the truly unruly podcast man we've been working on this joint for a little while man so we happy to bring it to you man shout out to all the my boys, the squad, yeah. future, uh, future Hendrix, House, House of Hendrix, Hendrix, man. Shout out to <laughs> my boys. Shout out to Terrence, to Kel, uh, Kalechi, all of them boys, Wesley, man. Uh, Wesley, all of them. Yeah, just, everybody. Danny, uh, shout out to our boy in Colorado. Yeah, uh, man. Shout out to my parents, man, for supporting me. Shout out to my girl for supporting me, man. Yeah, man. All that. Shout out to all the boys. Y'all know who y'all are. You know, the broskies. Yeah. All right. Appreciate y'all. Man, appreciate y'all, man. We out. This has been the Truly Unruly Podcast with Mel and Chimezzi.